first time in non-sim combat. Yes, sir. I'm wondering when you'd remember you left your helmet behind. Sir, a helmet can interfere with my psychic abilities. I think a bullet might interfere with them more. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fast Day with Films. Fast Day with Chicago songs. Is that what that was going on there? 25 or 6 to 4. Yeah, I was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 25 or 6 to 4. What does that mean? Yeah, go know. online. I'm gonna have you. to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Like, I was listening to that song on the way over here. If you I, Google I had... something, the second search will always be meaning. Yeah, be whatever you're talking about, meaning. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, well, they... this will not be about Chicago. So if you uh, tuned in, don't tune out. Good. Yeah, that'd be a horrible. Pod. That would really be bad. Unless we Although doing, we could make we fun could of them the whole damn Chicago. time. Well, there was that one movie, Chicago. Uh, yes, true. <laughs> but yes, we are doing. Uh, what are we doing today? 20, <laughs> we're 2010 doing, to 2019's yeah, we, action films, action baby. Action films, man. Justin's yep. demon, man. And we lose a yeah. year, too. This and is a half. Thing. Yeah. No, because no, that, we had, lose half a year. Just That's it. Because oh, yeah. 2020 uh, would go on the next Three decade quarters of, a year. of things. So, <laughs> Yeah, hopefully four, everyone... Six, four, six. 25. <laughs> four, six. Four, four. Hopefully everyone enjoyed the documentary pod. I love that pod. I yeah, think was it was uh, very uh, informative. Not to say that our other pods aren't informative, but this is like recapping like real life stuff that people will get, because there's several of them when we were listening when we were doing the pod we were like oh I gotta go back and w- watch that myself so mm-hmm. hopefully that's what people keep in mind they are <clears throat> they're all their information was from our memory too so. <laughs> they were all based on true stories and the movie memory is pretty good though our so. memory's pretty good but I'm sure. <laughs> I just because I don't know and I'm not confident about something doesn't mean I don't say it anyway. Like yeah. I am. No, that's, <laughs> you gotta own that, it. That's yeah. That's one thing I've realized. Everything I say is true. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I've gone back and listened to pods <laughs> and, and and just heard something that I've said and been like, dude, that was completely wrong. <laughs> but you, you know, you sound confident in it. People yeah. believe you. And you know, they don't go back. That happened. Yeah. Already. You don't have to forgive for that. Uh, <laughs> Anything was, that, was it? Quote from Men at Work. 100 percent of the time. 70% of the time, it works 100% of the time. No, oh, just, no, that's, uh, uh, that's the Anchorman. Oh, is it Anchorman? It's like 60% yeah, of the yeah. time, it works 100% of the time. Yeah, it's like <laughs> and uh, it's uh, Paul Rudd. Paul and Rudd. Will Ferrell goes, that math, just uh, that doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So anybody have anything interesting happen this week? Justin went fishing and uh, lost the big one. One that got the, away. The one dude. that got the white away. White whale, dude. It really, it really was the biggest fish I've ever hooked into. Price. Hooked a manatee. And what's good about you is you're a fisherman, so you know the feel of a fish on the line yeah. and what it is. Because I, I back in the day, I could do that. I could tell you how big this trout was that I was pulling in. Yeah. Recently, I'm like, this thing is huge. Yeah. It comes out these ten inches big. Well, it's funny because when we grew up fishing, um, we never got anything the, huge. The, huge. Well, in the poles and the line we used were mm-hmm. tiny. Oh, yeah. yeah, tiny. No, I had a I had a good rod. It was my you know my good redfish rod. I had thirty pound test on there, and like I had another big rod set up with fifty pound test, and it was off floating in the you know in the channel someplace else. And I had this one. I just had a shrimp on there, and it just bumped ever so slightly. And after it didn't move for a bit, I was like, well, let me just 
pick this up and see, you know, what's going on. Dead so body. You hooked into a dead I, body. I, in I the barely, yeah, I barely <laughs> lifted my rod up, and all of a sudden, it just took a turn mm-hmm. and just never stopped moving. Uh, and, and I mean, and you, you like, just kept running out. I line. mean, from the moment it, the line got tight, it just started pulling drag, and my drag was set hard because I was fishing for big fish that day. And I mean, this thing must have run a hundred yards. Yeah. Just. I didn't even know I was there. Probably shark, right? So I think because the tarpon were in, you know. So, oh, those things get. But the the thing is, is if you hook into a tarpon, it'll jump, yeah. you know. And I mean, I was hooked up onto that thing for about 15, 20 seconds. It's really unlikely that you're going to be hooked up on a tarpon for Who twenty seconds. Who got their camera up that quick? That's pretty. Yeah, you, got, you, you, you had <laughs> yeah. some woman that was. I, I, there there were two yeah. people that just happened to be fishing next to me, yeah. and like. All day, I was thinking to myself, like, God, I, if I hook into something big, yeah. I have to find a way to record it, even if I just hear the sound yeah. of the reel going, you know? And that lady just happened to be there, and it's funny, too. I realize now I should have loosened my drag as it was running because I would have had a better chance because you can see on the video the rods like this where it should be at an angle, mm-hmm. and the thing starts pulling so hard that, like, I have to lay the rod down a little bit to where it's almost pointing straight mm-hmm. at it. And when the line's like that, you, you've lost, you know, and it just pop. And Man, one of my – one of the things I love the most about fishing now is the – fact that people have smartphones yeah. and, it, and it allows people to set more fish free because they just want the photo you yeah. know you 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 get the photo you hold it you mm-hmm. put him in the water and yeah. he's gone man. And, it, and it's beautiful not, yeah. it's, well, not, i mean not, not if it's something you're gonna eat trout. yeah, I mean, yeah red it's, snapper if it's red that picture will be me with it on my plate oh. yeah. <laughs> my dream is to get a boat that i'm confident enough to go and offshore 20 miles 40 yeah. 40 feet 60 feet for grouper. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, the rocks. Yeah. and that would just be fun, fun as yeah. shit to me. Well, the other thing too is you can always go down south, you know, and when you're down south, you go out 300 yards, you're in 400 feet of water. Yeah. You know? uh, well, the Atlantic is like that. I took four steps off South Beach and just like, was over my head. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just a trench out there, man. Uh, 400 but, feet, 300 yards offshore. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was down, um, I think it was either. Sarasota. Or, Welcome to the fishing pod. Yeah, right? It was either Sarasota <laughs> or Fort Myers, one or the other. I was down there taking a class. And um, on the day that I was leaving, I just decided, you know what? I'm going to go because they had those party boats there that, you know, and it's not like a woohoo party. It's like a party of 50 people go out and fish on the, oh, yeah, on, yeah. you know, on the reef. And I mean, we weren't more than okay. a half mile offshore and we were fishing in 400 feet of water. That's we crazy. got him started on fishing. Yeah. I know, man. <laughs> and that's <laughs> enough of my action this week. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I, I spent half my week listening. To that I had story. something exciting. Me, it, it kind of. <laughs> I said I spent half the week listening to that story. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, I got to swallow my coffee before you say something like that. <laughs> I did but. that on purpose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, but exciting for me this week is I booked my trip, and it goes on to like some good outdoor activities. Like Hell that yeah. is uh, my trick to Reykjavik, uh, Iceland. We, me and my wife, are going to go to Maui again because we went on our honeymoon there. We've been wanting to go back. Yeah, uh, and that's our wedding anniversary in October. And I got all the way down there. It was in my cart. It oh, was wow. like thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah, and we were like, "Man, that seems expensive." Should we look someplace else just to see if we can be saving some serious money on it? And I was like, "I was like, I don't mind. We'll, we'll wait and check it out." And I went to Expedia and checked on uh, Iceland, and tickets were like three hundred and fifty dollars each round trip. That's insane. Tickets. I, was, I was like. We put it in the cart. Eight hundred dollars later, I saved. What we saved six hundred bucks, and we got tickets to. And I got this really awesome. Did some research. Uh, Reykjavik's a very. Uh, it's the safest country in the entire world, and they said that 
do not be surprised. People leave their babies in the strollers outside while they eat in the restaurant. Just so they can get sunned. There's zero crime. That's so crazy. They say that uh, it's the safest place for women to go by themselves. They encourage. uh, And that's amazing. I I just. They encourage hitchhiking. They encourage hitchhiking. It's kind of like camp is like that, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave my baby. Where'd it go? You can't even take your baby outside. Hey, you wanna buy a baby? <laughs> uh, so it's the safest place. But it's also really expensive there. And I looked at the people are very metro and very uh, the uh, Airbnbs all completely like white and clean and really modern and everything. We rented one for the entire week for eight hundred bucks, <clears throat> and it's like gorgeous and it's right in Reykjavik. And so I've been doing research on the geysers and the falls and the hot springs. Hell yeah! Dude. Found out about all the movies that were filmed there, so I know I'm gonna take some pictures. Of, like this is the waterfall from Thor: The Dark World. Yeah. The the flats where the elves were uh, fighting uh, in one of their big battles is right in uh, Iceland. The scene in Walter Mitty where he's skateboarding. Oh down, really? Yeah. Down that that whole area that's all in Iceland. So Hell yeah. I, that's going to kind of be my mini trip is to find these locations. <laughs> right? And we're going anyway. Yeah. So. That sad, depressing <clears throat> movie with <clears throat> Bjork. That's all filmed in Iceland. <laughs> uh, well, she's from there. I guess that's she's a national hero there. So I've do, been doing some uh, investigation. Yeah, the more Iceland. he talks about this, the more I'm serious about like, oh, yeah, you're going to see me at that waterfall. <laughs> I'm just going to happen that to be would, there. Hey, Paul, <laughs> what are you doing here? That would freak me out. <laughs> I'm telling you, we get, it sucks that Dave's the only person who can uh, do my route because it would be great to have these like group vacations in Europe and stuff like depends. that. Until we're depends out of that. on the person. Yeah. Like, you, I think the four of us would do fine, but there's oh, like, yeah, yeah. certain people. Like I couldn't go on vacation with our younger brother and his wife. No, they're in a totally different kind they're, of... Uh, they're looking for different experiences. Than and me and different, you. And, uh, I think, yeah, me and you, Joe. I'm an adventurer. For. I, I, I don't, don't want tour guides. I want to rent my own. We already rented our own uh, vehicle for the week. Hell and yeah. uh, I'm just... I've got the... Yeah. I printed the map, so I'm just tr- planning my route now. My girl loves it because she doesn't want to have to deal with that. And I'll say, all right, we're going Route 1. We're going to hit all these things. And then tomorrow we're going to hit all these things. Yeah. And she's like, cool. Hell yeah. So... Yeah, I, I hate tour guides, man. I told her the one thing we would have to take a tour guide for is like uh, the whale watching. Obviously, oh, that'd be you cool, can't though. go out to do yeah. it. You but the orcas and the humpbacks yeah, are always own there. Boat, yeah. Mainly the reason we want to go there is to see the aurora borealis. Yeah, I mean that, and it, this is prime time for that. And uh, I told her, so if we don't see it, we're going to Norway next uh, year, and we're yeah. going to see it there. So uh, that's that's like my bucket list. Yeah, that's actually at the very top of my bucket list uh, too. Is the aurora borealis? It's yeah. just when you can see it live it's got to be like some amazing amazing yeah. shit just the pictures are amazing imagine being there yeah under it so waiting to see how he segues into the i was waiting for Justin. i was yeah, hoping Justin was saying, I was, for me. i'm looking at him like, <laughs> how's he gonna make this work for us well just uh, punch dave in the face <laughs> <laughs> 2019 who's a grip who's a grip <laughs> uncle oh, yeah so we're gonna be talking mm-hmm. some some modern action films here we've talked a whole bunch and we actually did 2009 to 2010 yeah before and it was really 2000 cool. to 2000 2010 yeah yeah something like something that. like that <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't that long ago and we've we've done 80s action 90s action i don't think we've done 70s action yet uh mainly shaft. Shaft, yeah. <laughs> shaft. Uh, but yeah this is a modern stuff and a lot of this stuff i think all mine i've seen all but one of mine i've seen, seen in the theater great. Four of mine I haven't seen, so I'm hoping you guys. <laughs> Have you seen all yours in the theater? Uh, no, no, no. How about you, Dave? Probably uh, you don't two. go to the theater as much. Two of them you've seen in the theater. Two, nice, cool. Uh, all right, that's probably a big. That's that's pretty that's big. That's a big for you. number for me. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. there's certain movies 
I well, comedies never go see a comedy in the right. theater. Yeah. Um, I'll go see a caper, but action movies, I almost it's weird. Never go, I'm not. I and I say this like comedy and action are ones that I just don't necessarily... I don't like them just because they're a comedy or an action. But right. they gel well with they dramas. Gel, they gel well, but my main passion is like... Dramas. Historic dramas sure. based off true story. Mm. I like... Or like serial killer movies. It's weird. I'm a... And crime... Like crime... Horror is probably my biggest, but I don't go see a lot of horror movies in the theater unless I heard it's really great yeah. because most horror movies suck. I want to... <laughs> yeah. they, they No, they do. They, they do. They, They're they, all I, formula ones. Exactly. To, uh, not to go off on too much of a tangent here, but did you hear this last week uh, who is wants to revitalize the Saw franchise because he's such a huge fan and it's the last person in the world you would ever guess. Well, so then I'm no not going to guess, yeah. Chris Rock. Really loves the Saw movies. He's obsessed with the Saw movies, and he wants to bring them back. I don't. I was happy when they were gone. You know, I was like, we we dodged a bullet on that one. Yeah, that's well. He he was probably like, get out. Got a lot of yeah, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. And he's like, he's like, hey, Jordan Peele. He's a a black comedian that went on and did horror. Hmm. (laughs) I like Saw movies. A dollar fifty for a saw blade. God dang, that's a lot of money. Damn, that's a lot of money. How much your you need? How much drink? Exactly. What if I give you ten cent for your drink? My cups cost more than ten cent. All right, all right. Done with Chris Rock. Unless he was in an action movie. Um, He was. He was in a couple. Wouldn't you consider Lethal Weapon? Four. He wasn't very Butters. action. Detective he, Butters. He, he man. wasn't very action in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start this uh, this round. Here. All right, so uh, first one I'm coming in here. 2013. Matt Damon, Jodie Foster, Elysium. Hmm. Like Elysium, man. Like Elysium. What, a what's lot. the director's name? Because Dave uh, has one of his other movies on here, and I, I feel left out. I should have kept one of his other movies on here because I love all this guy's movies. The same guy that did District Nine. Yeah, well, it's it's a cross between like Chappie, District Nine, yeah. and like you know. Uh, I didn't see this movie. It was it was good. It, it wasn't was. as good for me, at least. It wasn't as good as n- none of his movies were as good as District Nine. That was next level. So uh, and then uh, Neil Blomkamp. Yeah. Neil Blomkamp. He also did. I'm pretty sure he did the new Alien movie, which I did not care for. The Covenant. Uh, and, that was decent. But he's he's great sci-fi guy, and I'm certainly in for all his other movies, specifically just because of uh, uh, District Nine and Chappie and this. Of that trilogy, this one was my third favorite. But arguably, I've only I did love the look of it. I love the idea of it, and I own it. Oh, so, do you? Uh, so I would. I'm still waiting to give it an, another shot. So why don't you remind us about, or <laughs> well, remind me? Because I I can only remember certain details about it. One thing I do who's love start, is who I started and get Jodie Foster and Matt Damon. But yeah. it also starred the guy that is in all his movies. You know, the guy from District Nine who got the who got yeah, infected. Yeah, uh, Charlto Copley. And he plays a badass. He's a fucking badass. And he also played Murdoch in the A Team. But <laughs> Did um, he? yeah, in the A Team nice. movie, he played Murdoch. You know what? Who's really interesting? That's in this movie. Um, is Wagner Mora? Who's that? That's the guy from um, the show on Netflix that you love that I can't think of the name of about the drug pin- Narcos? kingpin. Narcos. Narcos. Yeah. It's oh, the, it's the guy from the Predator. Uh, it's the guy who plays the. I can't think of his fucking name. Yeah, right Pablo now. Escobar. Yeah, the guy who plays Escobar is in this it. movie. Um, so he's so Matt Damon is like. He's like an ex-criminal, an yeah. ex-con. I think um, part of it reminds me no, of like... No, it's not the guy that plays Escobar. It's this dude here. Oh, that's the guy from Rogue One. He's in Narcos. You know, that's the Rogue One guy. Well... The main I, guy. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. No, I was going to say, you're I right. promise you. It's no, him. you're right. Um, but that other guy? 
He just lost a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I didn't recognize him. <laughs> Diego either. Luna is the main yeah, yeah, yeah. star of uh, Rogue One. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. But he was also in Narcos the next season. The um, guy next to him. Oh really? Uh, yeah, that's Diego Luna. Um, also, you've got uh, William Fickner or Fitchner. Um, yeah, Fickner. We'll call him Fickner. Um, however, <laughs> I love William Fickner. <laughs> oh shit! I did not realize that Jared Kiso is in this movie, who's the main guy from Letterkenny. That's oh, really? fucking awesome. That's um, well, tell us about this movie. Yeah, so uh, he's, he's like <laughs> an ex-con. I hear podcasts being shut off. <laughs> he just got to the left. <laughs> so they're in they're in like a futuristic environment, and basically... I was thinking how you lost that fish. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you both. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God. So in, in this modern society, you have like the super elite, and they live on a space station yeah. called Elysium. That's what I remember. It reminds me of Land of the Dead, you know, like all the elite are oh, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the skyscraper, and everyone else is on the outskirts, hating life. Yeah, um, and that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> yeah. Everybody who's still on Earth is basically just, you know... Compl- Fodder for, yeah, 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 impoverished, and they're dying from pollution. And everyone's so, living the high life on the uh, ship. Absolutely. Swanky. Um, so he works at one of... Everything is controlled by drones. That's their security force. Mm-hmm. So he works at one of the drone factories. Drones. And at one point, he, he, like, he goes into this room because this door gets like stuck open but once the door closes the the uh the drones get like radiated with something i'm not sure exactly what or why but that's just the process well he gets stuck in there and the thing the radiation process takes place um and so he's basically gonna die in a couple of days well like right before he got to work this day like i said he was an ex-con he had this guy come up and ask him to do a job and he's like no i'm not doing that anymore i'm trying to go straight well now he's gonna fucking die you know what i mean um and so the job is basically they have to kidnap uh michael fickner or whatever William fickner thank you um you know and they just don't know who it is yet and so in order to be able to do it, they have to like put this exoskeleton, mm. like surgically implant. That was the good part of the movie. Oh, so the fucking front cover, cool, dude. You just see the back of Matt Damon, and it kind of goes up his like spinal column all the way to his like head, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like every, he's just got like you know a literal exoskeleton yeah. over his old cool. whole body, and it just gives he's him. He's still dying. Yeah, he's still dying. They give him these pills that are like, you know, take these, they'll help with the pain. There's something on the ship that will fix him, right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah, so on on Elysium, they basically have like a health pod that like doesn't matter what's wrong with you. You get in there, fixed, you're perfectly fine. You can just keep on living. (laughs) We don't want everyone to have this technology. That's the ultimate rich person toy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Is it it made by the Trump Corporation? (laughs) (laughs) As a matter of fact. (laughs) um, And so Jodie Foster runs Elysium um, and it's like this utopian society and everything like that um, for a price exactly <laughs> for a major price and uh, so they they kidnap well they accidentally fucking kill William Fickner mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'm Spoiler. saying his name right yeah it's not I mean no. that's like 10 minutes 15 minutes into the movie you know what I mean it just happens um, so they take his vehicle and they get up to Elysium mm-hmm. and the whole time, though, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Moore. Charlto Copley. Mm-hmm. You know, Jodie Foster sends him out. He's like a mercenary who also has the exocell scoot. He's a badass, suit, man. But his is like, including him, 
he's like an upgrade. Yeah. You know, he's got. What does they technology. need that for? It's or it just enhances their abilities. Yeah, it just enhances their abilities, and so like it's basically what they put on the drones, but they've put it on these people yeah. and and have just made them badasses, and so. The whole movie is like him getting up to Elysium and, you know, there's some other Jody things. Jodie Foster's really good in it. Yeah, too. she is very good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know she's one of your favorites. You really, I like really her. like her. She's I, growing she on just, him after, I would imagine, at least Hotel Artemis, too, yeah. because she was so great in Hotel I, Artemis. I, she, I, I won't not watch a movie because mm-hmm. she's in it. Do you know they're selling it for $5 at Walmart now? Are they really? Yeah. Wow, dude. Would you pay 30 <laughs> 31 31 uh, yeah. Nice, yeah. I'll, I'll sell it for 35 yeah, if anybody, I bought, I bought, I bought I got, my Walmart I'll, copy, I'll, man. I'll autograph it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so, I mean, it's just incredible action. And this was back in, you know, 2013, way yeah. back then. Um, but at that time, this was, you know, along the lines of District 9, mm. the, the CGI and everything, you know, the effects were really, really good. The action was great. The weapons were good. It was like, original, too. You yeah, know, it was absolutely. not kind of rehashed from something else, too. Yeah. So that, that about it, I appreciated it. And like I said, I love that guy from District 9 who, who ended up getting to do some really physical, physical stuff yeah. uh, later in his career and then played Murdoch in A-Team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, Dave, what you got? I might as well stay with this guy. Yeah, I was going to save this to last, but... We're I, on him, man. We're on him Let's already. Let's go Neil. Full Neil. So, uh, Chappie. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, I, like I Chappie, teared man. up in this movie. I it's sad, man. It's sad. Several like a, times. He's like a puppy sometimes. Yeah. You really feel like he's alive. That relationship between yeah. him and the mother, and then... You feel at first, for at him, first man. Ni- that ninja character. I didn't know they were the... They're the rap duo of Die Antwood. Yeah. I looked them oh, up, I think, you when know I saw it. I've heard of them. They're very South African-looking weird weird guys. Like, and girls. African. Yeah. They're good. Uh, they were great in the movie. Yeah, and they're like husband and, and wife. Isn't the guy, from District, oh, the guy from District 9 is in this movie, too? I think too? he's the... Is he the voice of Chappie? Oh, that might be true. I think he is the voice of Chappie. I think so, because it sounds like him. I remember the first time we saw it too, and for like weeks afterwards, I was like, "Is that belong to Chappie? Chappie's this? Chappie's that?" I <laughs> can't remember. Chicken. Yeah, that is. Yeah. He is the voice. Yeah, he is the voice. Yeah, such a good movie. It and it's it, you don't even have to like this kind of movie. Yeah. to like this movie. It was very, very good. What was the kind of the the main kind of? So basically, crime in South Africa has gotten to the point where they had to go. Full, this guy must. They be had South to go African full because this is the second South African movie, like RoboCop style. They had to have a sentient police force. And uh, what's his name? Played a really bad, a good. Ba- he played a really good bad guy. <laughs> who, who played the bad guy? In it? Um, it was uh, Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. Hugh oh, Jackman. Hugh Jackman. That's right. He was. He was evil. He as was shit an evil motherfucker. And this was when he was doing because remember he came out. What was that stupid the. Uh, the Armored Boxers movie Pacific? that he did? Yeah. No. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I heard it was, was decent, wasn't it? No, uh, it wasn't it was bad. Um, but I, can't, I can't think of the name of it, He was doing like three or four random sci-fi movies during the time like Logan and uh, the X-Men movies were out, so it was interesting. This was one of his options. I completely forgot he was in it. This movie is my favorite. Of, of Even more three, than even District, District 9? 9? Yeah. Wow. It, it just had a great... That, I that loved wo- it. I mean, that woman was awesome. Yep. And the, the gun... Play was crazy. Yeah. yeah, see, I never saw this so, one. Um, what was that though? They he so was they like, had so the, the, who was the Indian actor? I don't think they played the programmer that was Master. I haven't seen it in so long. I'll save you, Master. Uh, <laughs> Dev Patel. He's oh the, yeah, he's awesome. He's the one that yeah. got he got his body put inside of the robot at the end That's to save right. him because he got shot. That's right. And uh, yeah, Hugh Jackman. I only shot saw him. this once, man, and I loved it though. I, awesome movie. I recommend it to everybody, even if they don't like this kind of. Like, yeah, because the only problem I think. At times you had to uh, 
it took a while to get used to Chappie's kind of voice and his kind of uh, the way he spoke and everything, and you had to kind of like buy into it. Yeah. But once you once you did that, I think it was very enjoyable because mm. the, they had good relationships. Have you seen Chappie? No, I, oh, you haven't yeah, seen I haven't. Seen it it. Had, if you um, like his other movies, you would love. Chappie. Yeah, it had um, a great death scene. <laughs> One of my favorite death scenes is so the Chappie survives the wave when they take out all the other robots, and Hugh Jackman gets in the chair with the big robot. Remember, he takes yeah. off in the rocket and go and finds him. And then the 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 uh, Hispanic guy that played America, mm-hmm. he uh, was shooting at him, and Hugh Jackman steps on his chest oh, yeah. with that thing, and then takes the scissors and cuts his top apart his body away from his legs and throws it against the wall. Holy shit! It's, it's the most <laughs> evil you've probably ever seen Hugh Jackman play. Like. Like angry he was evil, getting, where he's he getting was excited about it, screaming like, and yeah. yelling at people's faces and everything. You were like, "Holy crap!" He's been waiting to play. This is a different Wolverine right here. Uh, I Wolverine think, was evil. <laughs> I think one of his is uh, prisoners. I yeah, he plays but he gets even more pissed. Really? Uh, like you could tell in prisoners, he was getting angry because he wanted his kid back. Yeah. And this one, you could tell he was he's just, just fucking way, evil. He, he was just he was way just, all yeah. psychotic. Yeah. He was psychotic. You couldn't be in the room with him because he would kill you. Uh, uh, so he is a South African interesting. Uh, born the, the director. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a Canadian filmmaker. I assumed but he's he from was South Africa. Uh, District Nine and Chappie. Yeah. 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 District Nine and Chappie were South Africa. I don't know if. Uh, if Elysium was South Africa, too, it probably it might, was. Might have been. You know, uh, if you're going to film there, might as well film. Well, the plus, they probably like. well, they probably throw a bunch of yeah. incentives for him to. Well, we hadn't mentioned on this. It, this was a robot that was at the facility that got away, right? What happened is is uh, he he had gotten shot too many times and his battery was damaged. Okay, remember, because so they, they were, had that. Remember, they had to fight against time from the whole movie. Was Chappie knew we only had like five days left. That's right. Oh, wow. And so they were tr- struggling to find out a new body for him or how to do it. Mm. And uh, it was just a sweet movie that you really bought into it, the it role. Took a, I heard good things it about took it. Away, it. It went a couple different ways where you didn't expect it to go, too, which was enjoyable to me. Like when they were teaching him to kind of be street. Yeah. And they, uh, yeah, he's doing some <laughs> weird things and stuff. It's like Short Circuit 3, really. Yeah. 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 It was a lot more upped and, uh, and cool and had mm. a lot of violence in it. Yeah. <laughs> is this Chappie's book? Yeah. Chappie's book? That's, that's the, the black stuff. I would, is this Chappie's? Is this Chappie's? It was funny, man. It was a good movie. Definitely. Check it out. Yep. All right, this next movie, man, and I love the first one, and I absolutely hated the second one <laughs> uh, for the sequel, but this was a movie based on a comic book. I, I loved it instantly when I saw it in the theater. I was like, man, this is going to change some shit, shit with like Marvel films and start these great offshoots and everything, and this was 2010's Kick-Ass. Oh, hell yeah. Dude. I love Kick-Ass, That was man. a fun movie. I, I hated I, the second one. The second I don't one remember was garbage. It, I don't remember it too, too well, but I definitely remember like Nicolas Cage being in it man. and his, uh, his enemy. Me, that uh, kid McLovin McLovin, McLovin yes <laughs> oh, red, God, uh, red Mist yeah 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 <laughs> that car he had was oh, fucking man, ridiculous it. and let's talk Aaron uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson I think is his name who's uh, Quicksilver from uh, the Marvel movies oh, yeah. he's the one who played Kick-Ass mm-hmm. and he was also in uh, Godzilla he was great in Godzilla man uh, he was in Savages, that great drug dealer movie. Uh, always is different. He usually is like really kind of beefed up, and like, uh, and I think he was in Kick Ass, but they kind of under uh, downplayed it when he was in his suit, and he was a little bit younger in this movie. He's kind of grown up a lot since then. But it was it was one of those perfect movies where it was like one uh, one kid saw all these uh, superheroes and was obsessed with them, so he made his own suit and he decided to go out and he just. Uh, Somebody like you, very much like today, everyone's filming with their cell phones, yeah. and they film uh, Kick Ass going 
butt wild on this group. Not really doing it well. Yeah. And everything. And uh, they have a hockey be- stick this first time or something. I don't or even some remember. hockey I think equipment he on. Just had a. Uh, he had like some baton or yeah, something. Yeah, he like had. That. I think those were. The, uh, he had two batons that he yeah. would use. Um, but he would like flail them like he yeah, had no. Yeah. Well, what was great about it is, and he became famous, internet famous, because who is Kickass and Kickass is doing this. Yeah. Well, during this whole thing, we don't realize that there is an actual like undercover vigilante who's wearing a suit, and he, and he really is a badass, mm-hmm. and he's fighting like some bad, bad criminals, and that's Nicolas Cage character's Big Daddy. Yeah. And his daughter Hit Girl, uh, and played by the great uh, Chloe uh, Mertz, the girl from. Uh, uh, let let, let, the, right, let the right one in. Yeah, uh, Carrie, the sequel to Carrie. Uh, <clears throat> she's so awesome. One of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is where uh, he shoots her in the chest. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is gonna hurt. Of course, it's gonna hurt, baby doll. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, just boom, yeah. shoots her in the chest Oof. and everything. With like a forty-four magnum yeah. too, like. And she jumps up and she's ready to go again. Oof. And oh, man, it's so much fun watching him train her. And the backstory between that because you get to see his ex-partner. You could tell that he's an ex-cop that didn't like the corruption, and he kind of fractured from that. And his uh, partner still kind of giving him information. That black guy. Who and, was uh, it? That's what I was just trying to think of. Yeah, he was. was uh, I think he was somewhat famous too. Uh, uh, I gotta look it up. Yeah. I'm sure he thinks so. It's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the bad guy in this was Mark Strong. I love Mark Strong, man. Uh, Who's he again? Uh, damn, what do you know Mark Strong from? He was the one that tortured George Clooney. Oh yeah, and I'm Syriana. Gonna, I'm gonna yeah. take your head off, Bob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and he was McLovin's dad in this movie. That's he was right. also the villain. And you still haven't seen. Uh, Shazam? No, I haven't. That was one of the best movies I've seen. I've heard year, great man. things. So What good, are you waiting man. on? <laughs> well, now you might as well wait for it to come on Redbox. Yeah. It's super close. Uh, but let me tell you, that guy from uh, Shazam, one of the funniest comedic performances of the year. And when we do our 2019 year in review, uh, I'm going to have to have Shazam on there because it was so great. But Mark Strong played the bad guy in that movie, and he was really, really good in it, man. Omari Hardwick was the sergeant. What do you look like? He looked like that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Looks like the guy yeah, from Sesame Street. I have Gordon in there. <laughs> he looks like Gordon from <laughs> Sesame Street. No, he doesn't look like that. No. Uh, <laughs> but Kick-Ass was so much goddamn fun, man. And it was done by Matthew Vaughn, who did the Kingsman movies. Mm-hmm. And he was the producer of Snatch and Lockstock. And he's been with Guy Ritchie forever. And then he fractured off onto his own thing and did his, uh, all those movies. And it was so much damn fun, man. So much damn fun. Uh, Nicholas Cage being a badass that end scene where he's tied to the chair and they set him on fire and he's like screaming to hit girl to let her know where the people are so that he could kill them in the oh dark. that's right and yeah just, so the action was next level with this stuff. yeah it was great it was one of the best trailers I had seen in a long time too when I when the initial trailer came out and I was like what the hell is this movie I have to see it I loved it I loved yeah. every minute of it. Uh, Kick-Ass and 2 was pretty good I hated it they, hated I, every minute it was pretty of it. good I thought every you know? damn every minute every damn <laughs> I hate a minute. Yeah. Hated it. Hated it. <laughs> it ain't gonna be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some people might like it, but it wasn't my uh, thing. I oh, I don't think it was better than the first one by uh, far. No. I know? hated what the character. Had a gremlin that would turn into electricity. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it's in the movie. It's in the movie. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have that pitch meeting with Kickass <laughs> too. <laughs> uh, none of that good yeah. stuff was in there. But definitely check out Kickass. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> All right, there, Justin. What you got? All right. Um. So. This one, uh, I, I just kind of realized right before I was on my way over here, this Did one actually has... Don't you make fun of my movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to make fun of the process. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't That's make fun lot. of my process. Um, this actually has, because I didn't put any Marvel or anything like that on here, this actually has Batman and the Punisher, Punisher in it. Um, this is The Accountant. 
with uh, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen this. Oh, really? This was when I was about done with him. <laughs> Dude, and you know what? Honestly, I and was first of too. all, I, I don't even refer to him as Batman. Who's I don't even know which Well, about. I thought Christian Bale as soon as I thought Batman. What Batman you I was like about? Michael Keaton. You got Michael Keaton coming uh, up in this bitch? Ben Affleck. Yeah. You gotta call him Batman. He played Batman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I played in a band. <laughs> and you're a musician. Never heard right? of us, huh? <laughs> I know who Frozen, Frozen Cobra is. Yeah, yeah. I, see, yeah, I kind of turned on Affleck after a while. I so, just and I was at that him. point with. I him. want him in Argo movies nowadays. Like, I, I turned to him. On, I turned him on Argo. I only seen it in the theater. I haven't seen it since. Yeah, I, I was at that point with him yeah. when this movie came out, and I wasn't going to see it, but I kept hearing from people how fucking amazing He's an assassin it was. in it, right? Yeah. I always, when I saw it, I always like, I'll watch The American, which was he's, the George Clooney one. Mm-hmm. He's not really, really great. Really great movie, mm-hmm. uh, The American. Right, so he's not an assassin. Oh, okay. He's, <laughs> he's he, like a bus he's driver. I was he's way an accountant. There you go. Yes. Bus driver, accountant. Yeah, you know, one or the other. Um, That's changing lanes. That's so, officially when I was done with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he is a money launderer for like the world's biggest mobsters, mm-hmm. um, and he's Trump Incorporated. <laughs> he's uh, he's autistic, you know, um, but he's like functionally he's autistic. Like but he's a, f- I mean, he's yeah, you know, he's a fucking genius, you know. Um, and <laughs> That's the stretch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was something. <laughs> <laughs> So it starts off with, um, like, he's a kid, and he's he's trying to put this puzzle together, and Sorry. there's a... I'm going to put your cheeseburger right here. Every week you can make payments on it. That's how I think. I was thinking, is he going to put his balls on this guy's neck? Oh, <laughs> so this kid, not unless Ben you, Affleck, Unless you watch old, listen to old episodes, you won't get that reference. Yeah, right. Um, so... This kid, he's putting together a puzzle, and there's a missing piece. And, like, dude, he's putting this puzzle together like it's nobody's business, you know? And when he can't find the missing piece, he starts to have, like, a tantrum, mm. you know? Um, and that's kind of... They knew that things were a little not right with him, you know? This was told in flashbacks? I, you know, honestly, I can't remember if this was how the movie just straight up started okay. or if it was flashback. A li- there are flashbacks of his childhood throughout the movie, but I just off the top of my head can't remember if it starts out this way or not. Um, and so they take his father and his brother take him to, you know, this doctor. And he's like basically would be like in foster care with this guy who would teach him, you know, how to like live in society, mm-hmm. you know. Well, his dad's like, no, that's not going to happen. He's like, I'm not going to teach him that the world is soft. Like, he needs to, you know, realize that the world is hard. So his dad trains... Exactly. His dad (laughs) trains him and his brother in, you know, like, martial arts and guns and, like, just makes... And he's, like, constantly making them fucking go back and forth. And, like, you know, he won't let his bigger brother, like, let up on him. Like, he makes him just beat the shit out of him. So that's like my parents did that to me. <laughs> you need to hit your. You need to hit Matt as hard as you can with that pillow. Yeah, <laughs> they told you that too. They yeah. <laughs> um, so that's like his backstory. So he has like a regular life, so he can portray that he's like an upstanding businessman. And he goes he's in. He's an accountant. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> so, catching up. Yeah. There you go. Um, you're selling it. You're selling it real well. Yeah. So he gets called into this giant corporation, and John Lithgow is the head of this corporation. Well, they're missing like 
ten million dollars or something like that, and they don't know where it went. So that's his specialty: is he comes in and he finds out where the money goes. You know, um, so he comes in and he's starting to find out that you know somebody's embezzling, and at the same time, J.K. Simmons um, is an FBI agent who's been tracking him as a money launderer. Not as like, you know, just the accountant guy or whatever, but nobody knows who he is, what he actually looks like, anything like that. So it ends up all like two or three different storylines coming together. And there's just scenes where all of a sudden Ben Affleck just becomes like this absolute stalker you know like he'll kill anybody with just completely cold they show how he got his killing kind of skills so that those are the flashbacks of him growing up and like you really start to realize that he helps these people save a bunch of money on their taxes you know and it's this like sweet scene so they want to help him in return so they let him come out to their farm to shoot and dude he pulls out this fucking sniper rifle that's like equivalent to the gun in the jackal yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah for real you know and they're like there's no way you're gonna hit this and like you see that he is just you know an amazing shot you know um and in that scene the people who are laundering the money yeah. they come for him and they fucking take the people at the house hostage and this guy holds a gun to the wife's head and makes her stand on the front porch and call his name to get him to come up to the house mm-hmm. And he's just gone, and you don't know where he is, and all of a sudden you just sprawl. Dude in the front door is not there anymore, you know? Um, And, dude, it's so exciting, and there's twists and turns in it. Like, it was, again, I was... It's good. You know what would make it better? No No Ben Affleck. And I was going to say, and at that point... Yeah. At that point, I was in the same place with him. But this movie was like, okay, I I can't deny this movie was fucking badass. But couldn't you see, say, Hugh Jackman better in it? Or George Clooney? Honestly... Did he bring something to this role that you were like, I can't replace him with anybody? The way he played the character... No, No, I'll give it a chance. I'm not going to avoid it. The way he played... I don't hate Ben Affleck. I just think he's Who's, easily What's the one with Doogie Howser gets his throat slit? Uh, Gone Girl. I think he could he have been... great in that. But I think... He could have I, I think that could yeah, have been... but I can say that about a lot of movies, yeah. though. But I, I can say it about a lot of actors. And that's the those are the actors that I'm like, okay, they're cool and all, but if I can replace you with 10 in my head right now, then... Eh, you know. I, to be honest, I don't know off the top of my head. I can't think of somebody who would I would have thought played that role but better. Every movie, Christian would just, Bale. You can't see Christian. Every Bale movie would just have Christian Bale and Gary Oldman yeah. and the guy from uh, There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. Crispin Glover every once in a while. Crispin Crispin Glover every once in a while. See, that's the thing. Is like, I was in charge. You ten actors. You ten actresses. You're doing everything. That's it. So, like for instance, there's this one scene and it's funny where. Uh, I think her name's Anna Kendrick. Oh, um, yeah, I love Anna Kendrick. Yeah, she's, she's from Park she's and Rec. Fantastic. Yeah. She's um, from Park and Rec? No. Uh, That's not Anna Kendrick. She's pitch perfect. She, like, is introducing herself to Ben Affleck. They're, like, having lunch on the same steps. Yeah. And she's talking, like, they had just met. And so she knows he's an accountant. And she's saying, like, oh, how did you get into it? I got into it because my dad was in it. And, you know, and this is just something that, like, his he does well for the character. She's like, yeah, he had the goofy little green hat and the and the pocket protector and the way he looks at her, he just stops and looks at her and he goes, I have a pocket protector. <laughs> and and he like shows it to her and she's like, oh yeah, but yours is really nice and like tries to play <clears throat> it off. But the way he plays that line right there, it's, 
I think he did Comic a great genius. job. I think he did a great I'm job. I'm gonna watch it. it. I'm gonna watch it, and I'll let, I'll, I'll send you a list of uh, <laughs> what I didn't like about it. Please, no, no, of actors. I, I have a feeling I'll like it. I, th- I have a the feeling, cast is great. I have a feeling the only person I'm gonna be like eh would be Ben Affleck, and that's just because mm. I have a Ben Affleck. Yeah. I mean, ever since Armageddon, that's all. I I, I picture him. Don't do it. I, all I can do is first note only. All I can picture with him and the animal crackers, and I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Well, I feel you. All right. Yeah, this is a long way from Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> all right dave go ahead all right this next one and hopefully i don't confuse some scenes because i've seen this one most recent it's called mission impossible oh. never heard of it and it's uh, the, the fallout. fallout yeah yeah, yeah. Fallout? Kavi- this is caviezel that uh no uh superman what's superman Car- carvelli Cavill, or uh, Henry Cavill. 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 Yeah. that's that's Cavill. what i'm talking about oh he's Caviezel's such a badass Jesus in that movie too <laughs> one of those <laughs> superman jesus christ like, who can <laughs> who keep these guys straight <laughs> keep these guys straight <laughs> they both had superpowers they both <laughs> could leap a building at a yeah. bomb right Walk on water. That, one of them <laughs> wasn't that in there yeah. <laughs> speeding bullet was in that book <laughs> <laughs> one of them made a bunch of sandwiches or something <laughs> serve fish at a picnic i can't remember <laughs> no, oh no he died for his sins oh that was it Superman did that? Yeah. What a <laughs> guy, Superman dude. died for your sins, man. He uh, flew around backwards in the world, <laughs> and it made it all better. This was my absolute favorite movie from last year. It, this, Me and Dave saw this in the theater together, yeah. and it was uh, unbelievable from opening to beginning. And Henry Cavill was next level. Absolutely. He- Henry. This was the best thing Henry Cavill probably will ever do in his life, in my opinion, even though I really do like him. I think this movie everything. was the reason he decided to stop being Superman. I agree with that one. I, I think Have you seen Man he from, was uh, man from Uncle? Oh, I don't know really that I good. have him and Army Hammer. Yeah, two and guys. It, it's difficult to tell apart sometimes. Sometimes they're both super tall. It's I know it's super familiar. It's got I, the girl from uh, it's a, Ex Machina. It's a it. show from the seventies, right? Yeah, but it's a spy show. It's a spy. Uh, it, the movie was good. I have haven't seen, seen it. it. No, I you want would to. Like it. Well, because I like both those. I bought it for a quarter at a quarter uh, at the DVD sale. That's twenty. That's thirty dollars and seventy five cents. <laughs> and he bought Argo. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Hotel Artemis. Hotel Artemis. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's good. Uh, but yeah, let's go Mission Impossible, man. Uh, from, I mean, the, from the get go, that opening scene. Do you remember the opening scene? The with, opening uh, scene with Wolf Blitzer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was so fucking great, man! Yeah, they fool the guy in the in the bed yeah. in the hospital him, scene. And then Wolf Blitzer the walks out, and you see him pull yep. the mask off and everything. Yeah. It was so great, man! Yeah. And they've done that before. Oh yeah, um, you the, expect it in every movie, but even though you expect it in every movie, it gets you every yeah, movie. Yeah. You don't don't you have so a bunch of guys running around with rubber masks? Yeah. So something happens, and they though the plutonium gets stolen, right? Yeah. And then they they make kind of they make see the CIA. Guy was it Angela like Bassett? Angela Bassett shadow him. Yeah, like, Angela Bassett said Henry yeah, hey, Cavill, Cavill is, is going to be. Fine. You saw some behind the scenes stuff. Tom Cruise does his own stunts. Tom yeah, Cruise yeah. is a goddamn maniac. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. dude. He did like the Halo jumps. In yeah, this. and so Cavill, 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 Just call him Caviar. So Superman. Yeah, he wanted to do his stunts too, right? And then I think. I think Tom yeah, Cruise, Tom Cruise is, like, is like, man, I've been training for this for my whole life. You yeah. really, you, uh, he's like, you I, I appreciate this. that you want to do this, but you, you really shouldn't. Yeah, and I don't think he they did. probably wouldn't give him insurance over it because know. there's a <laughs> fabulous scene where they they jump out of that fucking uh, thing and they go to the place where they meet Rebecca Ferguson was there and uh, she's awesome in this yep. movie too. She's a badass. But so is like Simon Ving Peg, and Simon, Simon Peg, Peg, Ving Rhames. They brought both those guys. Well, they had. They had gone without Ving Rhames for... They had him in every movie, but they had like minimized his character. Remember, he would just show up yeah, or yeah. anything or two. Yeah. They actually made him more of a big feature yeah. in this movie, which made it so much better. The, um, but the, the fight 
at the club in the bathroom. Oh, oh my God. That was man. literally one of my favorite fight scenes. It, it that's might something be. out of a James Bond movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly my first thought coming out here. I, probably, there was I think I even a, said this to you. It was similar. I said, I'll put that up against any Bond movie. Yeah. Like as far that as, particular scene was probably one of the best action scenes in the last ten years. Although the, the, for the me, helicopter, that, the, the scene with the helicopter oh, yeah. at the end was the and that was all time oh, best action movie. Burned his face like just oh. when it kept going further and further, and they're on the ledge, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. I could not even move in my yeah. seat when that was happening. So good, it was, it was really really phenomenal. Oh. Uh, and that's the thing, people give uh, Tom Cruise uh, shit, but man, he puts out a fabulous movie, and he yeah. he owns those characters that he decides to play. Man, I do not have anything. Bad to say about him, man. I almost put Jack Reacher on the list. I haven't seen Jack Reacher. It was decent. I, yeah, I, would, I, thought, I would watch it, but I, I thought it was good. I didn't think I saw it was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think the second. He doesn't one was bother me as much as he bothers other people. Yeah, but you did tell me that they're going to make a Jack Reacher number three, and they're not going to cast him in it. Yeah, that's what I. Had that's heard. such he's bullshit. Kind of a, he's kind of well. He's doing the next two Mission Impossible's right now. He's I'm kind getting, of a tool. Like uh, in real life? No, I hear he's super nice to everybody. Like super, super nice. I, I remember I, seeing he's that. He's weird. Well, I mean, course, that's what I mean by tool. Fans, I'm not saying he's a bad person. But with fans, they say that he is unbelievably yeah, sweet. And, and that's that means a Scientology a thing. Do you ever see Scientologists that? are super nice. They're very that's similar to... That's how they get to, you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, it's, it's very like the similar Day to Saints, the... Uh, yeah. It's very similar to the Mormons, man. In Latter-day Saints? You, you won't find Scientologists that aren't like the nicest people you in the world. remember that South Park episode when he went over to visit the the church and they were super nice and oh yeah, yeah. Get, and he came home oh yeah <laughs> we're gonna be mormons now yeah oh yeah this is what they actually believe uh, yeah <laughs> yeah that's what they based um the book of mormon on the broadway show oh, that yeah? South Park did i want to see that so bad yeah i'm interested to see what henry cavill does, does next yeah because he definitely has some really great st- stuff in them so what was your favorite your favorite scene my was favorite that- scene i had two i kind of liked that uh boat motorcycle chase through the streets when they were breaking the armored trucks yeah when yeah. they so they were going to double cross them i think and so they they decided to get the guy themselves mm-hmm. remember and we had seen that double cross come right before it happened they did yeah, another one of those yeah, yeah. sequences mm-hmm. but it really was surprising when they did it uh man, so good i can't that's a definitely highly recommend that one and and, and, and the right. one before it was good too yep oh yeah they were the, it I love the first one. Couldn't stand two and three, and then after that, they hit. They their They took stride. it to another level. Yeah, they, t- they hit their stride. Two and three were really bad. Try to rewatch them, man. It's like hard. Yeah. You know, it's not, it, I wonder if it was like we need forty million dollars more to make this, right? Yeah, uh, probably. And they just had to up the level of stunts and everything, and up the actors too. As as much as I loved F- Philip Seymour Hoffman, he was not that good as the villain, and uh, yeah. it was two or three. I can't remember which mm-hmm. one he did. Uh, all right, this next movie, and this is a movie I saw three times in the theater, also a movie I would highly recommend. And I, since, it, since I've seen it in the theater, I've seen it probably another four or five times. So I've seen it like eight times. I just love this movie so much. And I've talked about it uh, a couple times. I'm not sure. I've, I think I had it as my female badass hero mm-hmm. on one of the pods we had done, but I don't think I actually picked it as one of my films. And this is 2016's Star Wars Rogue One. Oh, hell yeah. For me... This is one of the best Star Wars movies since the original. It's, it, for me, it is the best Star Wars movie since the original. And what I loved about this is it was just kind of an offshoot of something happening on the side that did not directly involve Luke Skywalker yeah. and uh, yeah. that area. It was in the universe. It was in it the was universe, like... but it was something else. And for me, that has always been a big thing. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. It, 
ever since I was younger, probably one of my favorite films of all time. I still got the toys and uh, I call collect that them. The Saving Private Ryan right. effect. There's big war going on. Yeah. We're only going to stay with this little exactly. group. Yeah, Doing exactly. something ancillary and on I the wish, side. I wish other people would figure out that concept and everything. And they did this in a clever way where they still plugged it into a minor scene. I mean, if you don't know what the thing with Rogue One... In, the original, the, in the original Star Wars... Uh, Princess Leia got these secret plans to yeah. the Death Star. She hit him and, in R2-D2. And hit him in R2-D2 and everything. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But <laughs> it, how genius is it that these... Well, they had the to get minds the shields that down, be, right? uh, Yeah, but that's uh, that's kind of the, the smaller thing of okay. the uh, overall thing what's happening. It, for me, it was genius that the writers and the producers came together and they were like, why don't we do a prequel and show this great thing that we're going to completely make up. It's not part of canon, yeah. really, but it, it is now that they're going to show how they got the plans to Princess Leia. And the mm. way it budded right up to it, oh, my God. I mean, mm-hmm. like, just freaking out in my uh, seat. I saw it day one, and I think I saw it three days later, and I, this was such a fabulous movie. But first of all, they got great actors in this movie. You got uh, Felicity Jones, who was got famous in the Stephen Hawking movie as his wife. You got that Diego guy, who I guess is a narcos, and yep. in, the, in the first movie you talked about mm-hmm. there. And uh, you got Alan uh, Tudyk from uh, you know Tucker and Dale versus Evil, the skinnier guy. Mm-hmm. He's the voice of the uh, the robot. You seen Firefly? Uh, yep, yeah, yep. You have Forrest Whitaker who's playing uh, that really great character that actually was a character from the Clone Wars animated series that they worked in him, Saul Guerrero. Uh, you've got the guy from Nightcrawler. You know the guy that he hired in oh, Nightcrawler yeah, yeah, to help yeah, drive yeah. from mm-hmm. him. He was the kind yeah. of guy. You got Mads from uh, Casino Royale, the bad guy yep. from Casino the Royale. Crazy Donnie the, Yen. Donnie Yen. I was working. <laughs> I was working. I, I, that's as long as I could wait without saying. Yeah, I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have. From your, he's from that Hip series man. you like. Uh, yeah, Hitman. Hitman. Yeah. Yeah. He played Chirrut Imwe, man, one of the best characters ever brought into the Star Wars universe. I loved him so much. Now, did you see uh, Rogue One in the theater? Not in the theaters. I didn't. Um, did you? I think I, I did. You. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked up- it. I ended up renting it uh, shortly after. I, it was like a war movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it really was like a war movie. And I liked how they, I liked how there was three different things going on, and they jumped between each. So you did, you were always excited, and you didn't know these characters. What was great about it, like the Diego character, uh, like when he gets cornered in that uh, in that alley with that guy and they were like the rebels are almost here he's, we're not gonna I don't know what to do and he shoots his own guy shoots him and then escapes on his own because he knew that guy had hurt his leg and he wasn't he was gonna slow him down yeah. and you're like who the fuck is this guy he's willing to do this type of shit <laughs> and uh, then even later on where uh, Felicity Jones plays Mad's daughter and wants to they think he's kind of uh, def- uh, defecting and uh, working for the uh the empire to build this death star in actuality he actually built like this that one like small hole that luke's end up shooting that photon torpedo in that was built into the system by mads mm-hmm. in the special plans in the death star so they were like i'll work for these nazi kind of assholes and everything but I've, i'm gonna leave you guys something yeah. to come out for it you guys get to thank me for it yeah <laughs> for that i don't think he had a choice he didn't have a choice. They, he had to work. Yeah, he had, no, to, he kill had his, to. They killed his wife. They yeah. just took him hostage. I mean, well, he had a choice. He could have died. I mean, and probably what he should have done for the <laughs> greater good, but he didn't. 
Uh, but that's what they were worried about. That's why they had sent that Diego guy there to just snipe him when they actually went to the planet and found him, man. But there was just so much great stuff, especially when they added uh, the Chirrut Inwee stuff in there. And you realize that he was kind of... This is uh, the one that had Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker, Forrest Whitaker yeah. yeah. And you realize that Chirrut was like an ex-Jedi who's like uh, guarding, the, guarding the scrolls with his, uh, his sidekick there who just took care of him. But it all worked down to that great scene at the end which was looked like it was filmed right in Hawaii I'm not sure it was filmed but they had the palm trees and everything but they still had the adats and everything and they had to they had one job just disable the shields yeah. on that planet so they could get the signal out to get the plans but works down to that, that last amazing one minute and ten seconds that even the hardcore geekiest of uh, geeks that uh, criticized movies liked when you got to see Vader yeah. just show up and slot. Oh, Vader God. in his prime. Like yeah. Vader in like so awesome. 26, 27 years old go in there and slaughter these guys as they're just trying to hand off the plans. And it goes to one other guy's hand. He goes to the other corridor and everything. And the door opens. And you never in a million years expect to see Princess Leia. And she turns around and you're like, because leading up to that you're like holy crap this is going to butt right up yeah. with uh, a new hope and you didn't realize it and then when it actually does it just like fulfills every like dream you ever had yeah. loved it man yeah. love that movie man i have high hopes for the new one they just released uh, stills from it they're showing luke with r2 and people are like well is that ghost luke yeah i uh, did um how was the how was the uh, han solo one I still haven't watched it. I haven't either. I haven't. I'll, that, I'll put that on my list to watch when my girl's gone for those two weeks because uh, I did it get- a lot of people didn't like Rogue One. A lot of people did. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people like, uh, but there was always a group of people who are not going to like it, man. But I I mean, anytime you're doing a universe like this, it's going to happen. Yeah. Someone's not going to like it. There's certain (laughs) things I don't like and there's certain things I can forgive and everything. And and Solo might be one of those things that I I actually like that a lot of people don't. So I I definitely want to give it its due. It's on Netflix, I think. So it'll be easy to give it a damn chance, man. Give it a damn chance. So yeah, Star Wars Rogue One. Definitely check it out. Great movie. All right. So this next one. It's got a little bit of a twist to it, so I'm not going to give that away, but I've got a funny story about not giving away the spoiler to this movie. This is your Tom Cruise movie, isn't it? This is Oblivion. Yeah. And I hadn't seen this movie at the time, and I was sitting, having dinner with my dad, and we were going to see another movie, and Oblivion was in the theater still. Yeah. And I said, oh, have you seen Oblivion yet? And he said, yeah, I have. And I said, Okay. Don't tell me anything about it because I really want to go and see it. And he goes, oh, it's a pretty good movie. It's a little difficult to understand until you figure out, spoiler. Yeah. And I literally just looked at him and I'm like, so wait, like you just told me the main key? And he goes, oh, oh yeah, but it's a good movie. You should still go see it. So thanks, dad. Did you you wait on seeing it or did you? Oh, no, I I waited. What's the chance of your dad hearing that? (laughs) Zero fucking percent. <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> and why are you being so nice? Uh, that's shitty, um, man. And I, I hate it when people do that. There are those yeah. type Especially of people. They get off on it, man. They get off on yeah. ruining really, things for you. They yeah. feel like they need to spoil like it. That Peter Sefcik kid, oh. that was his jam. It, and you, If somebody purposely did that, like, I mean, he was just, honestly, he was just being an idiot about it and, he, like, not, you know, realizing what he was doing. But if somebody, like, if we would have been at one of the movies we went to go yeah. see and somebody purposely fucking said, I might fucking fight somebody. Yeah. Like, at least call him out. Yeah. Sure. Oh, strongly worded. Here's what re- you do. Retort, maybe not fight. Oh. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, so tell us a little bit of Oblivion. Uh, who is it? Uh, it's far, no, what's the uh, Morgan Freeman, right? Morgan Freeman, yeah. uh, Tom Cruise, and I'm trying to think of the uh, female role in this. As, I always uh, confuse this with the uh, the other one, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of, uh-huh. yeah. they came I, out have no, I have no idea what it's about. Yeah. So. so it's it's a futuristic society. Um, there was a war between humans and aliens, and did we win? We did, yes, um, and good. Tom Lost Cruise. Lost a lot of people, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and Tom Cruise, and I. Th- I'm trying to find here. Um, do me a favor, look up. Yeah, I'll look up. Yeah, find out who the female uh, lead is because I just can't remember it. Um, they live together in this little, like, beautiful, like, space pod, or like, it's like, like a floating pod, but they live on Earth, <laughs> and his job is to go and patrol, um, you know, to make sure that there's no like more aliens. Five. Maybe. <laughs> Um, I never space saw that. Pod. They had that space pod where they lived in. Oh, okay. Um, and so basically, you know, they're a unit. They're a team, and um, they they work well together. And so, is she the redhead you're talking about? Yeah, that's a girl from Mandy. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah. What's her name? Andrea uh, Riceborough. Okay. Um, that Olga girl's in it. She was a Bond girl too. Interesting. Um, And so that's their day-to-day life. He is a pilot, and he goes and he scans to make sure that, you know, things are as normal. Um, But in the war, there was a lot. I I don't remember if it was nuclear weapons or if the the alien ships being brought down let off a bunch of radiation. So at one point, you know, there's like a safe zone. You don't go past that, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And so, like, Tom Cruise will go and fly out on these missions and then just kind of like disappear for a little while. And it turns out he's kind of found this little place that he like just considers to be home. Um, and it's like next to a little lake and he's mm-hmm. built a little cabin. Um, it's in the safe zone. It's in the safe zone. Yeah. Um, it's and, strange. <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> life is, life is good. You know what I mean? And then one day something crashes. And so, Tom Cruise has to go and check it out, you know, and he goes down there and like these aliens come out of nowhere and they're fighting whatever it is that crashes. And so this is where it starts to kind of get a little spoilery, you know, and so I have to be kind of vague. But like from that moment on, there's a lot of battles and there's a lot of like, wait, what's going on? I'm not sure. And like some really good twists and turns in this movie. I think that Tom Cruise is an alien. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the main problem I think I had with it is... I could see it coming. I yeah. could see the main spoiler coming mm-hmm. uh, for some reason. I don't know what it was. And then it and it wasn't anything. Uh, maybe if I didn't see it coming, I would have enjoyed it more. Uh, I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, it was all right. I thought it was really good. <laughs> so, I mean, so, like, Morgan Freeman is kind of the leader of the resistance. Mm-hmm. and Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought he could have been cast. It, it almost seemed like the obvious. He fit the role and he fit it in everything, but I, I kind of would have loved to have seen somebody else in that role other than As Morgan Freeman. Other than Morgan Freeman? Yeah. Yeah, could be. But yeah. Brian Cranston. <laughs> no, not necessarily Brian Cranston, but I yeah. Maybe Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne would have been actually really good. Yeah. If, he, if he played it and he, if he played it like uh, Predators. Oh my god! <laughs> Style that would have been crazy. Damn, I should have put that one on here. I didn't yeah. even think to put that on here. Shane Black. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you could have just slipped it so in. Yeah, I, it, I might it was throw a, decent, a wild card. It was a decent uh, science fiction movie at that, but mm. I, I, I'll have to give it another ch- shot. I like almost all Tom Cruise's movies, so 
uh, and he he definitely he kind of goes through either action or sci-fi. Those are her, his like two genres. Anything that he can be physical with, obviously, is going to be at the top of his list. Not for long. <laughs> I well, think he's going to have to give that I up. I think why he's rushing to finish these yeah. two Mission Impossibles. Cause the first thing we said when we got out of the theater. He's 54? Yeah. 56? The, the same age Wilford Brimley was in Cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fucking that. nuts, dude. <laughs> it is. Crazy. Holy can you think shit. of that? <laughs> Take care of your body, folks. Take care oh of your body. Wolf of Brimley. Or be a Scientologist. I don't know what they're doing for him. They got Oof. that machine they got from stem cell. <laughs> <laughs> and stem cell. Yeah. But uh, babies. the first thing I said when we got out of the theater for Fallout, I said, they need to start filming the next one now. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. And they're filming them simultaneously, the two new movies. So yeah. then they'll release them apart. But it's smart I wonder what he's going to do later. Did you hear uh, retire? Uh, Bond? Heard broke his ankle. I did hear during that. the last bomb, but I yeah. think that was like the last shot they had just wrapped. And oh wow! He had last what? thing he did. So I, they might I have break to, my ankle on the last take. You're yeah. They might have to do some pickups lucky. or something or bring him back. But I know they had to fly him back to like London. So damn. I don't know. They they're keeping that really quiet of what's going on in the Bond twenty five. I do know the the villain is the guy who plays Freddie Mercury. It was weird because he. I think Daniel, not Daniel Day Lewis. I think Daniel uh, Craig. Daniel Craig had a love hate relationship with oh, wanting I, to be bond i would call it a hate hate relationship yeah i thought he i thought he said he was done he, yeah. he's been he said in an interview one time he's like i don't like he wouldn't wash that on anybody every or, bond has gone through that though. Yeah. every actor who's played him you yep. can you could pull up interviews uh what's his name uh the guy from the foreigner pierce brosnan pierce brosnan could not stand that character but the problem with it is once they get to that period it shows in the films that they don't give a shit yeah and that's my concern with bond 25 is because he needs but, to pre- he needs to pretend he loves this character yeah, i think he's I, I respect him as an actor so i think he would he's gonna step up and maybe i thought that they're still the last one bond. of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite things he ever did was uh road to perdition i love the like was good. the was weaselly good. role uh, he played munich was my favorite yeah thing munich was my favorite oh, i never saw that did. one you never uh, saw munich what uh, also, a, uh, the historical s- movie, the second Tomb Raider. I haven't seen it. Uh, Tomb Raider: <laughs> Cradle of Life. He was good in. Oh, really? Uh, he was good in that. All right. What was that? That was your go. Your go. No, that was you. What do you got, him. Dave? I got everyone's favorite action oh, shit. superstar lineup. Oh shit! Everybody. Everybody. Oh hell Everybody. yes! Expendables. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck yes, dude. <laughs> I love the first one. I thought the first one was a hell of a lot of fun. I could pick the second and third one apart for some yeah, horrible I, shit. But, but you get to see I, people I, you I just did. See. I, I ran you two and three because of the nostalgia yeah. of it. Oh you yeah. Know? I, I still knew, watched them. I knew they weren't going to be as good. And there were decent parts mm-hmm. of them. I thought Van Damme as the bad guy in number two or mm-hmm. was it three? I can't remember. I think it was three. Uh, he was great. He was the best thing about that movie chuck norris uh, that was horrible that, that was like the worst <laughs> let's try to work him in to this movie in any way yeah. the problem with this movie is you're not supposed to take this movie that serious it's like a parody exactly of an yeah exactly film. yeah so i, I kind of get if it goes off the rails that i mean it's kind of the thing really. yeah you can't really harm it for that but the first one was the first one was great fucking great it was man. better than people thought and this was stallone directed this movie and yep. this is like the first movie he has directed that wasn't a Rocky and Rambo movie since like Staying Alive in like the seventies. Yeah. So it's insane that uh, he had been part of those two franchises. Called in so some long. favors. Yeah. And <laughs> I, would, I told Dave I would have loved to have seen a documentary about how he went to all these. That guys. would have been an and interesting it was, thing to it's see. Really interesting. Yeah. And because Terry Crews wasn't part of it initially, they had given it to Forrest Whitaker. And Forrest Whitaker hmm. could not. He got. Uh, it was like a conflict. And then I think it went to Fifty Cent. 
and 50 Cent had a conflict with it, and then they went to Terry Crews, and uh, wow. Terry Crews was super happy to Fuck be hard. Yeah. It changed his career. Terry Crews is great. And uh, he was uh, he had one of my favorite scenes when he when he brought out that, that shotgun, s- that shotgun. Oh my god! Turned people into sausage. Oh my god, dude, that was so <laughs> we call awesome. The sausage gun. The sound of that gun was amazing. <laughs> this had so let's let's talk the cast, man. Let's so see if we can name them all without uh, looking them up. Stallone, Stallone, Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren, Mickey Rourke, Jet Li, Jet Li, Mickey Rourke, Stunning Steve Austin. I still call him Stunning Steve Austin. Yeah. Back in the day. But uh, the, Steve Austin, the, the UFC guy, the uh, UFC guy Shamrock? with the, with the cauliflower tough. ear, Kim Shamrock. Is that him? I think that's I'm him. pretty sure. Yeah, that okay, was him. I think that's his name. Um, Eric Roberts was the bad Eric guy. Eric Roberts was the bad guy. Uh, I don't think Diamond Dallas Page was in the no, one. Um, one. Let's that see. That might have been it. Oh, I'm thinking we're missing. We already said Terry Crews. Should I pull it up in case? <laughs> yeah. I know they're probably. I, I love just the very first scene where. Uh, well, I guess you could say Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Scenes. Oh, I love that part, too. It's like. You could say, we were laughing. We were like, uh, you know, uh, Schwarzenegger showed up for probably three hours. And oh, yeah. Did their thing. Man, yeah. Did you see Schwarzenegger the last week get drop kicked? Yes, dude. How crazy. He took a hit. <laughs> yeah. he, he blew it off like I thought that was a crowd behind me just yeah. like pushing at me. Yeah, yeah, right, man. You fell. Dude. That guy like launched himself off the I don't understand what the point him. of that was. He's, I guess there's he, the politics he was stuff probably. Asshole. Or at, when he gets out of jail five years from now, he can say, I'm the one that dropped kicks. I don't know what's Or saying man. it in jail. Yeah. You got the guy from Dexter was in this as the bad <laughs> Colombian uh, drug dealer that had oh, to really? deal with... Uh, uh, Eric Roberts. Um, yeah, he was I think good. we got everyone. I think we got basically everyone. Yeah, I love the uh, the first scene where they're doing the hostage negotiation, and <laughs> Dolph Lundgren just basically you know loses his shit and hangs a pirate. You yeah. know, yeah. And then uh, Jet Li and him have like a kick me in the face fight. with some steel toe <laughs> boots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love that fight. I love their dynamic. You know, him and uh, who? Uh, Dolph Lundgren and, and Jet Li. I did like their dynamic. I loved the dynamic between uh, Stallone and Statham. Statham man. Yeah, it was just so natural and good seeing them like. But him act and Statham and Mickey Rourke had a good yeah vibe together. Trifecta. Yeah. yeah, and I love the back and forth between who was faster, Jason Statham with his knives yep. or Stallone with his gun. With his gun. You know, yeah. I love the idea that we. There were several scenes where we just saw the knife Knives fly through off screen. And yeah. I love the fact that they established that early so we didn't even have to see Statham. We know yeah. it was Statham. Right. He didn't have it's to really come to clever. work that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. Everything was uh, digitalized. Dave was geeking out over Stallone's car and we did some research on it. Dave's like, I bet that was his car. And then we're seeing it get hit and destroyed. And we're like, maybe not. So I did some research on the trivia. And apparently they were custom made from like wow. originally custom made and made three of them. One for the driving around scenes, one as a stunt car, and one for Stallone. Oh, shit, that's awesome. <laughs> it Hell just looked yeah. like he, this would be a vehicle that he would want. They also had some good trivia on the bike that, oh, Statham, yeah, yeah. Uh, that Statham drove. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they only made 500 of them, and Statham loved it so much that he bought one after the uh, they had to have auctions for him, but uh-huh. he, he was able to get one after production himself. But they had they imported they only made fifteen hundred and they imported five hundred to the United States. So there were only five hundred there. And the first one that was imported to the United States went to Tom Cruise. Ha, yeah, so no shit. He must have been on that list. I, He's I, on the list for everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, call Tom know, first, see if he doesn't want it. So, yeah, right. <laughs> so apparently that bike is the shit. I bet if you're watching the movie. Um, yeah, and you know one scene that wasn't even like battle related or anything like that that I thought was really cool was when uh, Jason Statham went to go see his girl. Oh, and the and dude, you know who that girl like that. is? 
super famous for a small group of people. A geek community. Uh, she was a mainstay on both Buffy and Angel. Charisma is her last name. Really? I, I forget what the character's name, yeah. but she you started she out, becomes... she was the, she was like the bully high school girl that was a cheerleader, like opposite Buffy and them, giving them a hard time. And then she eventually got special powers and she starred on Angel after that. Really? Huge, huge. Probably probably on 200 plus episodes but oh wow you would yeah. never know that if you didn't watch those two shows that scene at the basketball court. yeah oh, so, yeah. oh nice. dude i fucking love that scene man. i love when they build it up once you see somebody hurt an animal or a woman and you know the owner or the boyfriend is going to come to get revenge from yeah. them, you're you're just like moving in your seat yeah. like, oh it's gonna get good it's gonna, it's good gonna be here. satisfying just, because you're allowed to root for that guy oh yeah point, absolutely you know? and what was that movie with christian bale the one that was parody 80s uh, American Psycho. American Psycho. Oh. When he kicked the dog in the alley just to try to make you hate him more. Like he had beat the woman, the two prostitutes, yeah. and then kicked the dog. Fucking it's asshole. Shot a homeless person. In case you guys nothing. weren't sure if you yeah. liked me or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and like I've said, like I, I, I hate that movie. I love it, but I hate that movie because of what a fucking asshole mm-hmm. Christian Bale is in that movie. I've oh, yeah. seen it once. I will not watch it it's again. It's like The Accountant. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly like the accountant. But yeah, man, uh, expendables. Dude, that was, it was one good, one won a bunch of awards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <And> one did <laughs> not. <laughs> we'll just say that. Yeah, but uh, I, I can't tell you how excited I was when They're I, making a number four. Are they? It's in like pre- pre-development. Then so. you know what? I have to... They I, really need to work some female... like uh, I'm sure they will. Ronda Rousey people. was in three. Would you say was Michelle she, uh, Rodriguez? Yeah. like uh, why Oh, is, yeah. If Michelle Rodriguez should have been in one through three, first of all. Bitch ain't moving I now. agree. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite line. <laughs> now she's getting older. But like Michelle Yeoh. Why is Michelle Yeoh not in that, yeah. Uh, yeah. those things? There's a lot of really great uh, Even Lucy females. Liu. Lucy Liu uh, was a badass. Going off to some badasses, uh, not to go too far off, but I think we're going to transition to the next one right now anyways, is... Uh, you've seen uh, the let's talk a little mini action movie Terminator trailer here. Ooh, yeah. Because you know who, uh, and I'll make this my next movie because uh, uh, she's in the trailer. She's a main character in this movie, someone from my next movie. Uh-huh. Uh, so did you, you haven't seen the trailer yet. Just dropped today, the Terminator Dark Fate trailer. Yeah. Shows a bunch. No fate, but what we. It make. shows a bunch. It shows everything you'd want. And that's probably. They can hear I can scream? almost speak for. Wait <laughs> <he did laughs> till he did. He did that again. Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can almost speak for Justin on this when I say that <laughs> you're gonna have to. He's joking. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Uh, <laughs> this will probably be the last trailer you watch. Oh yeah. No, in, no, unless I... you're in a theater, and then you can just look down. Or yeah. Something. Oh no, I will literally close my eyes yeah. and my ears and no, like no, start no, humming no, to no, myself. Because they I show a good amount. I, I do it's that. a it's enough where you you don't know what's going on, but they show a lot. When of I Linda, saw a lot of Linda Hamilton, a lot of the evil Terminator. They show Arnold in it, dude. I uh, love how they're doing the new oh, like. Yeah. It I, looks it looks great. It looked so good. I, that was one of the things I was concerned so about. What's your movie? Well, my movie is <laughs> well, my movie is Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh, okay. And, okay. Uh, the reason it's the I same director? No, uh, and I'll talk a little bit about that director too because he's my favorite director directing right now. Uh, but the girl in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, the one that. Uh, the prostitute on the street that they he got to the house to put his uh, girlfriend inside of her. Yeah. Remember, she was kind of anime. She had that pink hair, and she mm-hmm. looked really cool. She was the short-haired blonde girl that's in the main chick oh, in, really? uh, in the new Terminator movie. Interesting. The one that was on I the didn't back realize of the thing, that. throwing the yeah. thing at him. Yeah, that's her. So she's about to be get, like, super uber famous. Yeah. She and, was the hologram? Uh, 
She was the uh, no, the other girl. She oh, was the, the prostitute other girl. that on the road gotcha. that got to gotcha, go gotcha, in her gotcha. body. Yeah. Uh, the holograms are really great in that movie too. So all right, well that's enough with Terminator. It looks it looks great. It's <laughs> but wait, be no, I'm just <laughs> and uh, that girl was really looked really great in it. And she's gonna be huge. I'm a huge Blade Runner fan. Probably one of my top five favorite films of all time is Blade Runner. So when it came out in the theater, me and Dave, Dave had seen this together. I had my the bar was set high because I love the original. I love the cinematography, the soundtrack for it. Everything for me just kicked in such a way that uh, one of Harrison Ford's favorite or uh, well, my favorite roles by him. When I saw Blade Runner 2049, it did not disappoint. No. It was, was good. What's his friggin name? Friggin' believable. Great. And the director uh, on it is Dennis Villeneu, which is the director sure. of... Uh, this is also on my list of movies to watch on the 14 Days, My Girl. Uh, the uh, We should make a documentary and call it 14, 14, days, 14 days about yeah. all the movies he watches. I'll make a list of the ones I watch, though, but The <laughs> Arrival is one of them. Oh, please. And, uh, I wanted to talk about that, but it's and, not really but you can't. action. So don't... Well, that's can't. the same director, so... <laughs> so Dennis Villeneuve, who right now has directed Prisoners, he's directed The Arrival, mm. he's directed Blade Runner twenty forty nine, wow, he's directed Sicario, wow, and he's directed the new Dune movie, which is going to be two films, and it's going to be fucking amazing. Hmm. And uh, if anything needed a remake, n- not only is he one of my favorite directors, I've never seen, Dune. but I he is the best science fiction director directing right now. He is next level. And if anything, uh, from what I hear. Arrival really shows his scale and his scope. But for me, Blade Runner, to be able to take that franchise, that beloved franchise, and take it to a next level in a very enjoyable, fabulous way, he really did that with Blade when, Runner 2049, uh, man. Really when, did. When Paul and I came out of the theater, he's like, I could have watched a whole movie with Batista. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's true. I agree. And Batista was, what, two minutes? Yeah. No, he was, he was in it Five probably minutes. eight minutes. Yeah. Well, and that was that's what's great. And I told this to my uh, wife the other day when I was watching it, and I was I gave her the brief thing of what Blade Runners are and the replicants and the. I'm guys, sure she was fascinated the guys, on she, the edge of her seat. Still <laughs> humor the shit out of me for a little bit. <laughs> for a little bit, <laughs> as she's playing words with friends. Or something. Yeah, Charlie so, uh, uh-huh. Chan. Uh-huh. Chan. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I got but, uh, big dick over here. So. I was telling her everything about it and everything, and I was telling her if there was another director directing this, there is a version of this movie that you could because this movie's like two hours and forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. And what's great about Dennis Villeneuve is he takes the time for those long, slow shots. Mm-hmm. He could easily make this movie an hour and forty minutes. He mm-hmm. could cut an hour out of it without showing Ryan Gosling on the staircase, really slow going mm-hmm. up or across the dunes. He's got and his everything. flow, man, and it, it's amazing to watch. That's what makes him the artist. And I have a feeling that's similar with the arrival it's very slow shots and open and he's got a lot of great uh cinematography skills for sure under his belt man and it really shows in blade runner and yeah like you said who is the who's the is it kurosawa that does really long scenes that are very slow he does and so does uh you know the guy who did uh sergio leone really has that so it's been an art even uh, fincher has his moments too absolutely I, i loved some of the detail they I had. I have no problem with a two-hour and forty-five-minute movie, man. Oh, n- I, I would rather like I'm done with way. Zodiac, and I'm like, God, I could have watched yep. another hour and a half. 
they could have easily if they had put a director's cut out of Blade Runner 2049 and added an extra 45 minutes to an hour and I would have made my day man I loved it so basically what's going on is Ryan Gosling's he's a replicant they say right right up on front street you know there's there's replicants <laughs> I haven't heard that word in a while <laughs> well, there's, there's replicants street. you hunt and there's replicants you don't too the replicants that, that he's hunting are the old school models the new yeah. models a lot better and uh, and they actually go into the uh, the company that builds them and the, the great Jared Leto. That's my favorite he, scene. He, he's hit and miss in his roles, but when he is a hit, he yeah, is he's, hit. He is, he's yeah. amazing. There's some crazy scenes when, with him. when they show the birth of one of the replicants. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he, he slices her throat, and yeah. it's just unfriggin' believable. That scene and the scene where he goes to the Dream Maker. Oh, she is so great. That, in that movie, those man. are those the are Memory Maker. That, yeah, memory the maker. girl with the dark hair, the the, the like kick ass assassin. Yeah, that he sends up. She's so good. When she ki- when he kills. Uh, Ryan Gosling's boss was played by yeah, uh, the, um, Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a crazy. She was scene, vicious. Man. She was so angry. The scene at the end where, um, and I won't spoil anything, but the scene at the end with Harrison Ford is handcuffed inside oh, the inside thing, the... and the water is rising on the mm-hmm. beach, and uh, she and her and Ryan Gosling are fighting together. <laughs> and my God, she is one tough chick, man. She's in a new uh, flick too. Uh, some. I think they're using her action skills. Uh, and her, she could be in the Expendables, man, because she was badass yeah, in this movie, man. She, was, she really, really was. And, I, yeah, I can't stress how I wonder, amazing this is. Do you know her name? You don't have to wonder. Uh, it's a, I think it's a foreign name. I'm gonna ha- You'd have to look it up. Blade Runner 2049, it'll come up for sure. But it was a great mystery movie, and they were able to work Sean Young back in, and they did that digitalized stuff on her face, and it was one of the best-looking digitalized. You, yep. you would think that was Sean Young. She's like, I can you it. just follow me around all the time? I love how it was used, too, because, you know, uh, Jared Leto's character is trying to find out some information about <clears throat> and he's thinking they find the bones of somebody and they think that somebody gave had birth. gave birth one of the replicants gave birth which would change things for the good and the bad and Jared Leto wants to know they hid the baby long time ago and you don't know who it is and he's trying to appease Harrison <laughs> yeah. Ford so he brings out He's like, look what I could give you. I could give you the love of your life back. And they bring Sean Young in there and just watching Harrison Ford react to her. And then he all of a sudden snaps out of it and turns his head at Jared Leto and says, her eyes were green. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he it didn't was like that right. thing. He says, you know, if you had nailed that one thing, maybe you could have got me and everything. But <laughs> you're not going to do it, man. It was such a phenomenal movie. Yeah, it really was Check great. Check it out, man. Uh, all right. Goes on to you, man. All right, Mel. I'm... Uh... I'm throwing in a wild card. Oh. I'm doing it. What do you? What do you? The Smurfs. What's is getting not shit an action canned? movie? The Raid. All right. The so Raid's catching. If you want to hear the Raid? I think Justin talked about it on our martial arts pod. So yes. go back there and let's do it. Absolutely. He's going crazy. Now it was something we said. Yep. <laughs> right. Was it something I said? Yeah. Was it the girl from Blade Runner? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, we were talking Lawrence Fishburne, and this one's going to be the Predator. Oh, he, he totally went. Oh the my gosh, dude. It's weird. I don't remember much about this film because I only saw it once, but what I do remember is how much I loved Lawrence Fishburne in it. Dude, he was great. Let me just pull up the cast here because the cast was yeah, really Yeah, it had the guy good. from the piano. What is this movie? Uh, Adrian Brody. The Predators. Brody, yeah. It came out in 2010. It was the Predator sequel, but it was the one okay. before the last one. I thought it was about... Um, that falls in this time period, huh? Yeah, right at 2010. All right. Um, Squeaked so, it in. Yeah. Uh, Topher Grace, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Danny Trejo, Walter or Walton Goggins. So it's such a great cast. Man. Yeah, um, this guy's got a tough name. Uh, Mahershala <laughs> Ali. Oh, Mahershala Ali. There you, you go. Were very yeah. close. That's the guy from you. True Detective. Man, he's yeah. awesome. He's great. He's so good. So <laughs> one of the best actors. <laughs> you guys actors sound right like a prog rock band. <laughs> 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 uh, Who did, was it? Shane Black that directed it. 
I'm not sure. He uh, must have had something to do with it. He either directed or wrote it. Or maybe he was in it. I don't know. He wasn't in it. Wasn't in it. Um, so basically what happens is... I'll look it up. You go ahead and talk. Yeah. So these people just wake up in... Or, or let's see. Adrian Brody is free-falling at the beginning of the movie. No parachute, no nothing. He's just falling. Um, and I guess there's some kind of a parachute because they all don't die when they hit the ground but um it is a shane black movie oh is it really <laughs> no I no no i just thought when he says he didn't open a shoot and fall on the ground yeah he would be someone that right yeah yeah um and so basically they land in this jungle and he wakes up and there's i don't think he had anything to do with the movie okay Sorry. um so there's others that are falling at the same time and they you know he wakes up and it's this group of people and they're from all over the world and they were all basically like some place surviving the game. Well, they were all in the middle of some kind of a conflict. Like Danny Trejo was a Colombian drug lord who was like, you know, a murderous son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, Walter Goggins was uh, an inmate on death row. Yeah. Um, they all have skills or yeah, you are know, worthy they, of fighting. <laughs> right. What did Adrian Brody have? He was a he pointy was, nose. He, <laughs> <laughs> no, he, was, um, he was a mercenary. Yeah, he was a mercenary. Yeah. Topher, what was Topher? He, he, Topher was like an innocent bystander. <laughs> no. Nobody knew what the hell was going on Until with him. Until you found at the end. <laughs> Until you found he out yeah. Sin City. that he was a serial killer. Nice. And so, I totally oh. forgot about it. This was a better movie. It wasn't as good as the new one. No, 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 no. It, no. it wasn't. It was, but it, but it, was, it was better than... It was a movie all its own. Yeah. Like, so it, all these dudes with It was better than Alien vs. Predator, all, for sure. Yeah, no and, much. And, um, and the... So, they just got dropped in the middle of a conflict. So it turns out... No, they got dropped in the middle of a jungle. So it turns out that they're on a completely different planet. Mm-hmm. And they this, got snatched. This is like the Predator's hunting reserve. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, That's what they do. They survive hunt people, in the game, man. man. Yeah. It's very exactly. Yeah. You know, and so like they have <laughs> they have the dogs and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and you know they're they're. That was getting... like the first time they worked the dogs, and wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, what was that old school movie? The one that was the Zodiac Killer's favorite book. They made into a movie with Count Zarloff that they. He would wait for people to shipwreck on the island, and he would hunt them. Oh, not the uh, Nosferatu, was it? No. Uh, oh, I can't remember. I'll have to look it up yeah. later. But so, um, you know, they they're they're hunting them, and one by one, they're getting picked off. And then Lawrence Fishburne. They just come across him. Yeah, well, he's, <laughs> he's been we, living there for. Yeah, a while. he's been living there. He for was. He was forever. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's been like. <laughs> 10 years or something like that. And it's affected him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's like Walter to those guys, to the Predator. Exactly. Yeah. No, he, he even says, because they're like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, I'm the one that got away. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, crazy. He yeah, plays like, crazy. Oh, it's, it's, he's so fucking good. It's man. good because you you never get to see him play that type of character. And you, and you didn't see what happens yeah. coming. You know what I mean? And I mean, I'm just. He's kind of like the it. John uh, C. Riley, you know, John C. Riley, but on Skull Island when they yeah. found John C. Island. If John C. Riley was a little bit more of a badass, yeah. <laughs> and he could um, act as good as Lawrence Fishburne. Right? Oh, don't be taking shit from John C. Riley. <laughs> John C. Riley can hold his own. He's an Oscar nominated. That's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So for, for uh, Talladega Nights, no Chicago, <laughs> <laughs> and that other one, Stan and Ollie. Uh, Stan and Ollie, yeah. So basically, they're like trying to get away from the predators, and Lawrence Fishburne has killed a couple of them. So he has like a cloaking device that they have. So he just kind of 
shows up, yeah. you know, and saves their ass and takes them to where he's been living for all this time. Like, Thanks, um, guy. We're going to check out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you can tell, like, there is something really off with him. So they kind of go into his story a little bit, and he tells everybody, like, look, get something to eat, get some water. You're going to need your strength. Da, 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 da. You know, I got some stuff to go and do. So he kind of leaves and leaves them be. Well, he locks them in the room, and he starts literally, like, smoking them out you know what i mean and he's gonna fucking kill all of them because he's a scavenger so he's just gonna fucking kill all them and use all their stuff to survive because he knows there's no way off the planet you know so that's just a really cool angle to the story that Lawrence fishburne i mean he like his character makes the movie yeah almost, it really does you know it was you could for me it was like this is a decent movie but it was like when he showed up it was like just got that much better yeah yeah and i like the fact that the guy who played the predator is the, he's huge he's a big dude yeah he's the same guy who plays jason Voorhees. oh really uh, now that kane doesn't do it anymore mm. really big dude uh and i don't know if he plays him in the uh in the new predator i'm not uh, sure i almost put that new predator on here too but we we did talk about that earlier uh somewhat recently on the uh, year in review pod and that's yeah Derek mears yeah that's um him. Yep. but then there's also the berserker predator yeah you know and that's brian Steele. um Crazy, yeah, man. Yeah, just it was it, good. It, for for the Predator series, I mean, I would say I mean, Predator one, the, two, the new one, and then this one. You know what I mean? Like, as in, what was the best? The best, yeah. Um, maybe, you know, I would maybe, almost. I would. This put might the, take the place of two. I would put. I would put the new one second, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would put one, the new one that just uh, came. That out. makes sense. Then I would put two, and I would, put, <laughs> and I would put this one, but. Uh, Someone had to be last, and I'm not putting it last. Danny Glover just it wasn't. <laughs> I, I would never rip on this movie because I, I liked it. I love their choice of casting. Yeah. Like Walton Goggins and Topher Grace and all those guys together. Mahershal Ali, before he became uber famous, is, is really smart. And I, I liked what they did with it. All right. What you got, Dave? This was a movie that very doesn't even happen that often that I get excited about a movie coming out to be to go and see it as soon as I can. Oh wow. The Tarantino one is uh, that coming to theaters? Is it oh, coming yeah. straight to Netflix? No, heard, it's heard it got a 6 minute standing ovation at Cannes. There, he is really concerned about spoilers getting out. He begged people not to tell spoilers. And the trailer just dropped the other day, and the trailer looks incredible. But the, he is really keeping a lot from people. He's I showing hope, little I'm bits excited about that movie. I'm super excited about it. But the one I'm talking about is, uh, which has the guy from from his new movie, yeah. is The Revenant. Oh, love The Revenant, man. The friggin' Revenant was so good. And which it was, one is this? Because I get it. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, the, the bear? Okay. Oh, yeah. And yeah. He, oh, uh, that opening scene. Woo. With that Indian, like... Invasion. Invasion yeah. coming in. That was... It was like 10 minutes of on your seat. Oh, yeah. Man, until I the boat's it. floating like a little bit down the river. And, and the furs. Arrows, oh. arrows are crazy, man. I, I just... Because it never like the movies, you get hit in the heart and you die. Yeah. Yeah. You get hit in the arm and the leg and the and then yeah. they come and cut your scalp off. Was, yeah. There was oh. so many good scenes in this movie. And uh, Tom, uh, what's his Bane? What's his name? Uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Man, he was so good in this. And he changed his whole accent, the way he talked and everything. And wouldn't even have known it. That other it was kid, him, too, really. was really good. The kid, really? from, the kid uh, that helped are, him. The kid from We Are the Millers. The one that helped him and uh, didn't, yeah, the one who helped didn't him. keep his mouth yeah. shut. Yeah, he was. He's. He's. But this good was. Uh, you should. We should just jump to a couple scenes, man, that we like because, I mean, they did the Tauntaun scene. The Tauntaun scene was really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the bear scene or else the bear where, scene where they were attacking his, where Bane was attacking his son. Man, that, yeah. those scenes there were like the three biggies. But that bear scene was so intense. Oh my god! And it's, dude. And it's so. 
you're, you're watching it and you know it's digital. You completely yeah. know it's yeah. digital. But when you're watching it, the way they told it when you saw the Cubs, and you mm. know there's never Cubs without a mother yeah. somewhere. Oh, fuck. And uh, this attack on him was brutal. Oh, I yeah. I mean, it was yeah. brutal, brutal, brutal. And this when you thought it was over, it, it continued and it continued and then rolling down. And it, it's definitely an intense – I mean, and that's saying a lot when it's a completely digital shot. Yeah. I mean, pretty great. And then trying to keep him alive, you yeah. know, these guys are like, just, just kill him, just bury him. He's slowing us down. We lost half our furs. And then they kill his fucking son, oh, dude. God, like, man, it, it oh, really uh, it was crazy. He was more vicious in this movie than he was as, as Bane, really. Yeah, Tom Hardy really was. Yeah, the, and the the creepy French settlers that kidnapped yep. the the Indian daughter. That's and they, right. And they remember he went and saved her. That's which really helps him later on. Later but that on. last fight scene was brutal yep. man between him and hardy and him dealing with like the elements in the snow and then coming across that one uh indian guy oh, yeah, that yeah. helped that him man share, shared his, shared his with food him, with put, him left some healed for him medicine and, and healed him and uh yeah when he had to do that tauntaun scene though man oh god so crazy but that was remember he jumped off that thing or was he on the he, him and he, the horse he was on the horse yeah and, and rode they, the horse right off the goddamn cliff and in, through the tree branches Fell all the way down, broke yeah. a whole bunch of crap, man. It really was an intense. If you're into survival movies, yeah. this is well, and you know this was based one. on a true story. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. like I didn't even think about it. We could have talked about it during our true story it, pod. It, it really could have, <laughs> and it was it was interesting enough just to see him get back. But and then the director, after he got back, the director was was uh, the same director as what the hell did LCD direct? Mm, can't remember. I'm almost there. He's almost there. He's almost there. <laughs> uh, but, keep talking. But that, <laughs> but that end sequence, you know, when he gets back and you realize he's going back out, you know, yeah. he's got to go back out and get Tom Hardy. Isn't it? He just ended up robbing the uh, all that money and he gets, he doesn't even get far, but there's that like great fight scene between him and them on the side of the, like the riverbanks and stuff. And the was, Indian party rolls by and don't yeah. they scalp Hardy? Yeah. It was vicious, man. Super vicious. Alejandro G. Inarito. Yeah, he did Gravity, I think. Is that what he did? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was him. He's super mm. famous for a bunch of different stuff. I know he'd been doing There was it. something I had seen before that I liked. As soon as I heard he was directing it, I knew I was going to see some good shots. I, I like anything Leo's I like those too, cold you know? movies, those movies that oh, just yeah. have that cold feeling the to survival it. Survival movies are great. I still haven't seen the Idris Elba one with uh, the... Kate Winslet. Have you seen that? When uh, they're in the, the mountain between us. I think that's I what haven't it is. Seen it, it looked decent. It looked because I'm a sucker for those too. Like I saw the gray with Liam Neeson, which the beginning of it was good. They kind of teetered off. Great one with the Anthony edge, Hopkins. The Edge was probably yeah. up there. It's right under the Revenant with top survival movies in my opinion. Same with Alive and, and Alive. But yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, I love The Revenant. It, it was great to see it on the big screen, too. It was one of those mm -hmm. large scope movies that you were super the glad to see. The trailer was it. crazy. Remember, it just had the... The breathing, the, and then it went in. And he was, like, riding a yeah. horse through the... And they had, like, panned up. It was crazy. It was really good. All right, this next movie is a movie that I never thought I was going to love as much as I did. And I on the way to Maui, it was one of the... On the way to Maui, it's such a long flight. You, they have such high-level movies on there that, like, movies that were still in the theater. I was so <laughs> You, like, excited. can't help but have to pay yeah. for. Uh, no, that was free. That was all free. Yeah, all free, all free. That's, that's their yeah. gift to you to keep you calm during that long flight. Damn, you probably drink more and eat more while you're watching movies, yeah. too. Yeah. So when I heard it was like a... 12 hours i was like i'm in man we watched finding dory we watched uh, i should be able to remember all these movies but one of them i remembered the most because it was one of those shitty situations where you know 
it's a two hour and 20 minute movie or something and you know your flight has an hour and a half left and you're like I'll start it and everything and then you can't like on the next connecting flight you can't you have to start that movie over again you can't start in the middle or fast forward or this something like that seems like Genesis uh, no it was not uh, this is uh, didn't you see that on the plane though Terminator Genesis. I don't think so. Maybe you did. Yeah. Nope. Uh, this movie is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows, okay. the sequel to the to the first. This one is the one that Bebop. Bebop and Rob. Okay, I have yeah. seen this one. Uh, this was phenomenal, and I, I'm going to start this by saying that I'm impressed. I did not. This. <laughs> yeah. I liked I, the cartoons growing up. Yeah. yeah, they were good. I always was a huge teenage. I loved the original, the original movies with mm-hmm. uh, in the suits and everything, and I, I loved it. But when they redid the reboot, I did not care for the first one. It, the one with William Fickner in it and uh, Johnny Knoxville was in this one of the suits and everything. or was, He was one of the voices, I can't remember. Uh-huh. And you were still trying to get over the fact that they've made these things super tall and they've changed them and everything. And uh, I was like, eh, it was all right. It was it was better than I thought, but it wasn't worth owning. So I don't even own the first one. The second one, it is sitting there... Uh, loud and proud, man, <laughs> yeah. on my shelf. Haven't because... even taken it out of the packaging yet. <laughs> <laughs> they nailed this movie. If you're a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and you hated that first one and you're avoiding the second one, you are making a huge error. Stop. Uh, stop what you're doing and watch Out of the Shadows because Out of the Shadows <laughs> is the movie that every turtle fan has been waiting for in their entire fan. life. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm a turtle fan. I'm turtle power, motherfucker. <laughs> uh this movie was so good. It gave you everything you wanted to see as uh, they really got into those characters, <laughs> the actors that played them. They had different people in the suits uh, than that was doing the voices, and they did a great, fabulous job. Splinter was played by uh, Tony Shalhoub, did the voice of... Uh, Who's they got, a- uh, April? April Neal was Megan Fox. Megan Fox. You had uh, Will Arnett was the... Uh, comic relief he was the comic relief but he was the cameraman for april neal yeah first one. that's right yeah and, and something happened and they had to save the city in the first one and they couldn't couldn't take credit for it so they gave the credit to will arnett they said will arnett we're gonna say you that's you right saved i remember the city. that now. and it went to his head and there's some really funny stuff and have you seen out of the shadow i have but i've only uh, seen it once i barely remember there's a scene but at I the very beginning that. where he's at the basketball game and they've got all the lights on him and he they, he calls himself like the falcon because he stole he saved the city so he's yeah he's selling he's his it up. He's yeah, selling absolutely. His, he's got these uh, Ziploc bags and a straw in it, and he's got his face on the fr- front cover of the Ziploc bags, and he's filling them with his own breath, and he's selling oh my the, God. the air from the Falcon. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's so funny to watch him do. Laura Linney brought a lot of like uh, uh, good qualities to this movie. She played the, the head of the police and everything. But for me, three characters really made this movie. Uh, not to mention those guys that play the Turtles. They're so great uh, what they were able to accomplish in this. And the action sequence were, were really next level. But Bebop and Rocksteady. You have Sheamus, who's a WWE superstar, ginger wrestler. He's very recognizable. He came in uh, perfect as... Uh, Rocksteady, who is the rhino. Mm. And you got to see them before they transformed. Mm-hmm. And that's what made this movie great. You've got Smart Brother, who was the big guy from... Uh, uh, he was the big fat guy from Undercover Brother. Mm-hmm. Smart Brother. You know, and uh, he lost like 125 pounds. Yeah, absolutely. And he thinned up, and he plays Bebop. And those two guys were so funny together. And I talked a little bit about uh, one of my favorite scenes where they kind of break out. Uh, Shredder's breaking out of this... Uh, it's on the move, on the highway, oh, like yeah, SWAT yeah. van, man. And it it's so great. 
But I, one of the best people in this movie was Tyler Perry. I was just about to say. Tyler Perry was next level Wasn't as he ba- the Baxter Stock- Stockman. Yeah. Okay. He's the scientist. And in the cartoon, he eventually gets mutated himself and turns into a fly. They call him Baxter Fly. Huh. In this movie, he hadn't. So I'm, I'm like eagerly waiting number three so I, I have a feeling they're not going to do number three. And oh. it really pisses me off because Why they really you? set it up. I don't know. I hope they do. Uh but I just haven't heard about anything, and it's just been like, uh, what is it, 2016? I guess it hasn't been that too, too long. So I really hope they do it because I would love to see his transformation. He played this character so frigging well as that geek. This that universe has legs. You know, so much good. And they open this I up, I can't man. even imagine they, they, they yeah. stop making movies. Like well, they, they worked in the Crane character in this, which was always a huge character in the cartoon and the games and everything, which yeah. was, there's always three things going on. you got the Turtles, you got Shredder, who is always trying to take over the city, and the Turtles are trying to stop them. But on another level, there's an alien entity that's always trying to work, get into the atmosphere to, like... Uh, control the world and that's Krang and he's he's like this, this like brain creature that fits into this huge android creature and in, in the movie it's uh, Brad uh, Garrett is mm-hmm. the voice you know Raymond's brother yeah, yeah, yeah. from every uh, mm-hmm. Buddy Loves Raymond he's got that great deep voice yeah uh, he was in one of the Fargo's right yeah yeah he was in the second season it was really good and uh so that part was great, and they got to you got to see Shredder uh, get like teleported to the alien world, and he says, "I'll work with you to do this." And he says, "If you kill the turtles and everything," and they, so the portal opens at one point. It's very Avengers, you know, at the mm-hmm. end of the Avengers, where the portal opens and everything's coming in, and you got to close it and everything. That's kind of what's going on here, and you get to see the turtles fight him and everything. But watching the transformation of Bebop and Rocksteady as they introduce that was the only weird and thing. They that, trashed the room. It was the only weird thing that wasn't kind of on canon because. I'm watching this and I was like every turtle fan is like coming all of themselves right now because this is, <laughs> this is everything we've been waiting for it's like when Predator the latest Predator came out and they're giving you everything they, that you yeah. always kind of wanted for and uh, the only thing is the the ooze was purple wasn't green really and I was like that's such a simple thing I'm surprised they didn't change why would it they... it didn't affect me it at all watching green, it but it was, though, it, it, it was always green I, mean, I don't know why the they... ooze, the it ooze was, green. was green so yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do that that was the only thing I could pinpoint that was different and everything everything about it was great and the out of the shadows part was great because they were they were keeping their identity hidden it's a great scene at the beginning where it takes place during a Halloween masquerade party and Michelangelo is like everyone's wearing outfits I'm yeah. up there yeah. and he goes up there and he grabs a mic hello New York and yeah. everyone says hey naked costume dude this yeah. and that they have no clue but in this movie at some point they bust they have to break into the police station and Laura Linney and all the cops are like boom there they are who are these people there's turtles right there and I did mention Casey Jones who's the guy who plays Arrow was really good as Casey Jones oh, really? in this movie and they worked him in tried to work all those big ass characters and certainly Bebop and Rocksteady that would be my my what I'm looking for at number three, since I go so deep into the toys, into the cartoons, and even the latest cartoon, not the latest, latest, because <laughs> uh, there was a Nickelodeon one they put out like three years ago. Phenomenal. It was so good. Hmm. Uh, Sean Ashton did the voice of Raphael. Really? Jason Biggs was the voice of uh, Leonardo. Uh, they were all famous voices and was really well done. Didn't one but, of the original guys' voices come back and do a different turtle yeah that was rob paulson i actually met rob his name is robert paulson (laughs) yeah Uh, i remember that (laughs) i met him at a con super nice guy he was originally the voice of Raphael, and then was the voice of donatello later on uh but there is like 30 very well-known mutants that aren't bebop and rocksteady that are just 
busting to get out in this oh, wow. universe. So I would love to see them. Uh, well, I just out, looked so. it up, and it says that they're rumored to start filming a new one this year. Oh, oh I'm losing it. Rumored. I'm, I'm losing my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Perry does not sign on for it. I'm going to be so upset. People think of him as that producer in Medea. He goes next level. Like with Gone Girl? It was a, he was great. It was great in Gone oh, yeah. Girl, man. He can play that type of character. Mm-hmm. Play Colin Powell in um, He was great in that, too. Yeah. yeah. Really good. I'll tell you, one of my... And this is from the original... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, but one of, just a quote that I say randomly all the time <laughs> is when they're waiting on the pizza to come in the first one, and he's pizza like, dude. "Pizza dudes got thirty seconds." Like <laughs> I don't know why I just always fucking Corey think about Feldman, that. Man. Yeah, Corey Feldman, so you <laughs> yeah. can hear his voice. He was the voice of Raphael in uh, the the film, uh, the original film. Yeah. It was really good. Then in the Nickelodeon show, they made him the voice of. Uh, Michelangelo's, or is it, no, Raphael has his own pet turtle, and he gets mutated into uh, something called, I want to call him Scab or something like that, and he becomes kind of a villain for a little bit, but then they become friends with him, and he was in the old uh, cartoon, too, so they brought him back, and uh, Corey Feldman came on to voice him. It was really Oh, nice. That's you cool. You can recognize his voice anywhere, Yeah. Too. All right, that's what I got, TMNT. All right, so uh, this one is the beginning of a trilogy. And it is John Wick. This is a series that I am ashamed to say that I haven't seen yet because I should have seen it, you know. I love this fucking series, man. Um, But at the same time, like, it's also, it's, you know, it's based in regular reality. But there's also a lot of unreal shit that oh, happens, yeah. you know. And like every bullet he fires hits somebody. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Other than you know? the fact that I know he's a badass and he's pissed because his dog died. That's the only thing I know about John Wick. So you kind of, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, basically, that's what that whole first movie is about, right? So John Wick. How, how hard is that scene? That, that's what my concern with watching it. With Where they kill the dog? Yeah. Um, I mean, you just hear the whimper. Okay. You know, yeah. yeah I, I like, you, but still, like. You know, you're fucking angry at that yeah, motherfucker because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a cute little like beagle puppy. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. <laughs> um, so John Wick <laughs> is dog. it was no yeah. <laughs> so he is was the best fucking hitman there ever has been. You Jack. know, um, there has been a lot of movies about. That. Yeah, yeah. Have we not done a hitman specific hitman pod? We have not. No, that, dude. Man. Yeah. Um, so he's wide open. he's known as the Baba Yaga. Ooh. Yeah, which is the boogeyman, because like he's just the last thing you won't even know anything, and then he's just the last thing you'll ever see. And he was, you know, he gets out of that life. You know, they they give him a pass. Like he he runs it through the high table, which is like this whole organized thing, and like. The amount of criminals that are in this city that he's in is just insane. It's like every single person on the fucking street is a hitman. Like, it's just the weirdest thing how many there are, you know? Um, <laughs> Would you say I had what a, city is a plethora of hitmen? Yes, absolutely. What city? So I think it's New York. Um, and are all three of them take place in New York or they go overseas? The third one he ends up going overseas. Okay. And to I, where? I, um, I think it's Morocco. Okay. Um, I know he goes to Casablanca. What's your ranking of the three? Is it going order, or as which is best? Yeah. I think second is last. So one, three, two. Yeah, one because you the yeah. story is the build up. You know, three is just 
fucking incredible. You know, dude. they're already they got the date for number four. I'm, I'm ready to 2021, see it. 2021, I think. I'm ready to see four it. Comes out. You know, uh, but that's the thing is like you have to understand. There's some point you got to stop. Now you have make. to survive to that movie. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Good point. Um, <laughs> Hope I don't die before yeah, Avengers I, I, Endgame. Exactly right. <laughs> now I got something to look forward to. I also almost made it to Terminator, so yeah. I'm, I'm hanging in there. Um, so what happens is is John Wick's wife dies. And it's just like she has cancer, you know what I mean? Like she she just dies. And he's fucking heartbroken and because he got out of this life and he had a chance at a regular life, mm. you know? Well, she bought him this puppy for like knowing she was gonna die, yeah. you know? And so this was like Never underestimate someone's sentimental value to anything. Exactly. <laughs> so this dog was like she knew that he needed a reason not to go back to that life, you know? And so she was like... And this dog ends up being the reason he gets back to that Exactly, life. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, well, yes, you know, but like, you know, it's also... Not it's, the puppy, too! Also you misunderstood reason. this gift, yo! Yeah, <laughs> so... He also has this badass. I don't. I don't know if it's a Chevy um, or if it's a Cobra. I, I just can't remember Fans off the top are of my head. Freaking out right now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, and, but it's a fucking incredible it's car. A GMC. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, he's he's just at the gas station one day, and these Russian like mid you know you they're just Russian guys. You know what I mean? That you don't really know, but you know they're fucking mobsters. You just know they are. And one of them comes up and asks him about the car. And then he's like, how much do you want for it? And he's like, it's not for sale. And he's like, come on, everything's for sale. And he's like, not this, it's not for sale, you know. So he just goes on his way. Well, they, like, follow him home. And, goddamn puppy. And the three of them guy's come in. broken the wrong goddamn record. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you? <laughs> uh, which is funny because there's a scene where he has to go and, like, dig up his basement because that's where all this shit is. Um, and so these three guys come in and, like, they, they get the better of him because he's just, you know, he's still broken up. For a and, fucking car. Yeah. And, and they kill the fucking dog and they steal his fucking car. And they take the car to John Leguizamo, who... Oh, John Leguizamo's in it, he, yeah. he has a chop shop. And when they come in, he already knows whose, who, car, it whose car it is, you know. But they don't know who the fuck they took this from, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So he tells him, like, get that fucking car out of here, yeah. like, you know. And he slaps this kid turns out this kid his dad is like the head of the mm. crime family don't slap so now john like his was fucked right you know and so he's like wait till my father hears about this so john leguizamo they just kind of show him sitting at the desk smoking a cigarette having a drink next to the phone yeah. and the phone rings and it's the boss and he's like i heard you struck my son and he says he stole john wick's car and he killed his dog and dad's just like oh you know what I mean? And so he, just fucking, yeah, he just fucking hangs up. And so. <laughs> it would be great to see if he slapped his son right after oh, <laughs> No, he, he fucks his son yeah. up after that, you know? But like, because he realizes, like, you just, you just un- brought the boogeyman. Exactly. Man. Like, you know, you. Baba Yaga, man. For real. <laughs> you know? And so there's this story that he tells about him. And like. Kaiser Soze. Yeah, no, for real. You know? <laughs> like. Great, we have not. At this point, you haven't seen Keanu do anything. No, yeah. no. And like. That buildup um, is great. When and you can while he's telling up. the story about who John Wick is, 
John Wick goes down to his basement and starts like sledgehammering the fucking floor and is uncovering this box full of guns and gold and like it's so uh, fucking great. That's cool. And uh, Retribution. yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> and like so, there's this one story that he tells uh, the mob boss tells about John Wick killing three guys in a bar with a pencil, mm-hmm. and he's like with a fucking pencil. Who does that? You know what I mean? And so, like, oh, it's... Oh. Who plays the mob boss, anyone um, Yeah, you you definitely know um, who he is. I just, I don't have the... So, through this uh, whole movie, you're like, man, he's going to... You know, he just wants the son. The whole... Well, he wants his car back, you know? Well, that's and, true, too. And he kills yeah. his dog. Yeah, and he kills yeah. his fucking dog. So, the, the other important thing is, is uh, Ian McShane. Oh, I love Ian McShane, man. He runs this hotel... Swearinger. He runs this hotel called the Continental, and the Continental. <laughs> he plays his Deadwood character. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Um, the Continental is like Hotel Artemis, mm-hmm. but completely professional and beautiful and everything is he like that. In all these, yes, oh, yeah. Um, that that you should, I should have known about that a long time ago. Oh, dude, he's so good. He man. is. He is amazing in Deadwood. Um, Michael Nyquist. Nyquist plays the plays uh, the mob boss. That name sounds so familiar. Yeah. Um, and so the whole movie is just John Wick coming through this town, just fucking destroying everyone. He's with nothing to live for now. He's got Alfie Allen in it, this guy here on the right. He's the one who steals, that's, the, he, uh, he kills the dog. That's a guy from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He's so good in Game of Thrones, dude. Yeah. So, I, dude, this was one of the best series nice. I've seen. I, I And they fluidly, easily worked in number two and three. I mean, can you? Oh, yeah. Uh, Should you go in order? Probably. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, dude, I'll tell you, Halle Berry is in three. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, she took six months of training wow. to fucking be able to do the stuff. She likes that, doing that stuff. Dude, the 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 gun they call it gun fu is gun what Wu, they've yeah. started to. It's like John Woo inspired almost. No, it's gotta be, man. dude, I mean, it's he was the king of that back then. So impressive Kung Fu with guns, man. That's so John Woo. And like, I mean, dude, you get the story and how it's set up, and then you just get fifty minutes of action. You know, and that's every movie. You know, like the second one is like, okay, here's where we are. Here's 50 minutes of acting. Like, it's just. I hear nothing but incredible things about Keanu Reeves. Like, he is the nicest guy that he, if you run into him on the street, he will stop and he will try to talk. Do you hear a story about him recently? Yeah, about uh, the movie ticket? About the ice cream? No. Yeah. What is it? Go ahead, tell me. He, I got a someone too. wanted an autograph, I think, and didn't have anything to write on or something? Was, so he went to go and see a movie. He was filming a movie somewhere, and while he had off time, he went to go and see a movie. And the kid who was working there knew who he was yeah. and was really starstruck or whatever, and he didn't have a piece of paper, so he told Keanu Reeves, like, hey, I'll give you my employee discount. All you have to do is sign this piece of paper, you know, to say that it was you. Um, and he was like, but I don't work here. And then the kid was like, okay, so he charged him the regular price. So he walked, you know, Keanu went inside the theater, and the kid was like, damn, I didn't, you know, I should have asked him for an autograph. Yeah, I know. All of a sudden, there's a knock on the door behind the, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. to, like, get into the ticket booth. And he opens the door, and it's Keanu Reeves, and he says, you know, I realized that you probably wanted my autograph. So here, and he gives him this receipt for an ice cream, and he had signed it, you know. And he turned around and you know he said thank you and he turned around and he walked away and he threw the ice cream away, <laughs> so he just went and bought that ice cream so he would have a piece of paper to yeah. sign for the kid. That's like, cool. I heard still don't th- throw fucking ice cream. Yeah, away. you could have yeah. handed the ice cream to somebody. To kid, you could have given the kid yeah, the ice cream. Here's some ice cream you know, too, like, man. Yeah, but he's, still, he still rides the subway. 
Yeah. Like just normally. And yeah. He'll talk to people and he'll he'll spend the whole time asking them about their life and everything. Yeah. There's another That's fact that dude. Uh, there's another yeah. fact that came out. There was a great meme that <laughs> came out, and it was actors that have had female directors. And it uh, showed Tom Cruise zero, mm-hmm. uh, like all the top actors zero zero zero. Then it got down to one one, and then Keanu's thirteen. Wow! Then it, it's just crazy how he's kind of branched himself out to that this. Waking Life. Waking with, Life with him in it. That yeah, scene was, with him. Oh, was, oh, you're talking Scanner Darkly. Scanner Darkly. Yeah, sorry. Man, no, he was in Waking Life. He was I in believe. that one too. Yeah, yeah. but Scanner Darkly. Scanner Darkly is the one I was thinking of. So. It. One more thing that comes in on John Wick. Too, One more thing um, that's pretty cool because we're, you know we're talking Keanu Reeves. So number one, they're thinking about doing another Matrix, and then that made me. Re- uh, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. But uh, but Lawrence Fishburne comes into the storyline oh, in number two. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of he like... wished that in the yeah. creation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only and I love I love Keanu Reeves, and we'll do him in a whole pod by himself one of these days. That'd be fun. But. Uh, if they're going to do Matrix, I want them to do a completely different universe. Don't use any of those guys. Just do a completely different yeah, Matrix why not? universe. I'm not sure and what it, you know. That, because that third one was garbage. <laughs> and the second one was, eh, it was all right. But the third one was garbage. Most people first one kind was of, The first thing was one of the most incredible things I had seen at that time. Yeah. For sure. And now we're going to see Bill and Ted 3. That's that's where his focus needs to be. Because <laughs> I follow Alex Winter on uh, Twitter, too, and he's uh, he's always... Alex Winter needs the money, man. Yeah. <laughs> he'll post these good stories about him and everything, and he'll be, he'll be like, he honestly is. He's, he's a really decent guy, man. And uh, so we don't have a whole lot of him in Hollywood, so it's great that he is. Yeah, I saw something the other day that said he really wants it to be like a really great movie, yeah. so he's pushing for the budget to increase by $40 million yeah. for it. Well, someone had mentioned, hey, you should cast Kevin Smith as George Carlin's role, you know? Uh, and uh, Alex Alex is like, I love Kevin, but we're not recasting uh, George Carlin. You can't, yeah, apparently you can't they that. have some stuff in there. Yeah, they, have for a, him. they have a plan yeah. Rufus, for what they're going to do. Rufus. For Rufus, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah, Dave. dude, John Wick. Yep, Go I'll definitely it. check it out. I'll um, probably go on a run where I'll watch them all. My next movie is. is Similar in ways to John Wick. John Wick 3, you didn't see that coming. You don't ever know who you're dealing with until you figure out who you're dealing with. Now, this movie you probably haven't seen. I bet many people haven't seen. I happen to like Jason Patrick a lot. I love Jason Patrick. So this movie's called The Prince. I looked it it up. I had never heard it. I saw that it was uh, a lot of uh, well-known stars in it. Bruce Willis, uh, Jason Patrick. And John Cusack. Uh, John Cusack. Yeah. And the girls, I don't know who played his daughter, and I don't know who played the daughter's friend. But the daughter's friend that was with him for the first half of the movie was super good. So the, the movie starts out, and it's not a spoiler because this is literally the opening scene. Bruce Willis is saying goodbye to his daughter, and his wife was going to drive her to school. A lot of people didn't he like was <laughs> kind of a mob boss, and uh, what you, she borrows his car. And the daughter and the wife get blown up in front of Bruce Willis in oh, the first fuck. two seconds of the movie. Wow. Or ten seconds of the movie. Um, then it cuts to later on, and Jason Patrick is in. He's got, you, you could tell he's got like this uh, auto repair garage, like one of those one that's at your house, too. Yeah. So he gets a call from his daughter on Skype. Mm-hmm. And he answers it, and she's being really weird. She's supposed to come back and visit him. She's being really weird. Yeah. And so the next day, he calls her to find out if everything's okay, and some random dude picks her phone up. Oh, shit. And is like, I, this isn't even my phone. And he throws the phone away, and then he can't, didn't hear for his daughter. So he gets on a plane, flies to the college that she's in, and slowly finds out from different from this one friend that uh, 
she's doing stuff that he didn't know about. Hmm. So now he get Carter style almost. He's now his single mission in this entire movie is to go and find his daughter. Yeah. So right, he's an auto mechanic, and so he walks up to this one club and he brings the daughter's friend. He pays her five hundred bucks to come with him to New Orleans. Said, "Let's go find him." Mm. She knew a drug dealer that had they had bought drugs for. So they went to the one club. She was just partying and stuff? Or was she was it partying. Deep, it was deeper. No, no, that. she was partying hard, but yeah. she was... With the wrong people. With the wrong people. Yeah. and But he just wanted to get her back. And uh, Oh, 50 Cent. Is 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. I saw that Darn Harvey's cent. in this, too, with uh, one of the candy bar killers. Oh, from, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> so, so one of those things, like, he walks into a, he walks into an establishment, and everybody recognizes him in New Orleans. Hmm. And... Uh, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Who is John Cusack in this? John Cusack is is another sort of mob boss that you find out was friends with Jason Patrick. So the reveal is Jason Patrick is a former hitman that got out. Uh-huh. But you didn't know that until... So So he meets three... The, well, the drug dealer he's looking for that knew his daughter, he's like... He finds him and the drug dealer's like, fuck, you get out of here. So the three guys jump him and he just destroys him. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, destroys him. Destroys I haven't seen him. Jason Patrick play that role in a long time. Oh, it's great. I mean, like, almost reminded me of, like, Benicio Del Toro and the Hunted. The Hunted? Like, oh, yeah. The yeah. Quick yeah. moves, and you're like, whoa, what just happened? Yeah. Almost born, almost like Jason Bourne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he just keeps coming up the ladder, and they, and finally he stashes uh, the the friend with John Cusack and says, takes care of her. And I guess he's kind of helps he's a him. Good, he's a good mom. He's boss. a good mom. Yeah. <laughs> and it's New Orleans. It's great. And there's... Well, how's Bruce working? He Bruce was is the, at the beginning, right? Bruce. So you come to find out, Jason Patrick put the bomb in the car Ooh. to kill Bruce ah, Willis. Bruce you. Willis gave his wife keys to his car uh-huh. instead of her car, gotcha. and so that's what happened. And, and uh, so he wouldn't let it up. There was some just some great gun sequences in this. It was a pretty awesome movie. Nice. Hell yeah, yeah. It's available on like Netflix. It's available on Netflix. Huh? I'll have to check it out. It's definitely got a great cast. And I haven't seen Jason Badrick since, like, NARC. Or maybe at the Alamo might be the last one, and that was horrible. I don't even remember him from uh, the Alamo. The N- really. NARC was so good with him in it. NARC uh, was awesome. Yeah. How did he look? He looked good? He looked you, good. I mean, you could tell it was Jason Badrick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'll definitely check it out. All right. Now, my last one here. I love this movie, man. It's such a fabulous movie. I love this franchise because I love the uh, the original, and I'm still holding out hope that the, the second one's coming up, or a series. I've heard rumors that it's going to be a series, too. And this is 2012's Dread. Dread. Oh, yeah. Love Dread. I used to read the uh, the uh, the AD comic that had Dread in it. This and is I, Judge uh, Dread? Judge Dread. Yeah. I still have number one, I think. for. Uh, but this is the kind of This was the Carl Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was the 2012 version. I haven't seen this Which one. I love the original. I love the one with uh, Stallone and Rob Schneider. I was working at Armando the video store. Armand Yep. Sunday was so good in this. Yeah. Uh, Did they sing the jer- jingles? Yeah, no, that was uh, Demolition Man. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, this was Mega City, and uh, okay, okay. the judges are, uh, you know. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, Executioner. And, and they're policemen. They're uh, it Christopher Plummer? Uh, was the was the guy that was sent off in the original yeah, the stolen yeah. one yeah uh, let's not talk about that one yeah sorry I was, <laughs> <laughs> but I was working at the video store when that came out and I got a like a uh, screener what a screener copy of it and I got to see it like four months before everyone oh, else nice. and I was like super excited that uh, he used to it. brag to people so I've been waiting for the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was waiting forever, so I was totally on board when I heard this one was coming out. I heard Carl Urban was going to be great in it. You got to see some Carl Urban in the, the yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings he again? 
Uh, Carl Urban is uh, McCoy from the Star Trek okay, movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's amazing. Amazing in this movie, man. And I, the best thing about this movie is in the comic, we never saw him without his helmet on. So that was kind of a big point of contention with the fans. You know, when we heard Dread was coming back, they were like, don't take his fucking helmet off, man. We, you can have a great story when that, with that not happening. Yeah. So they did it. Never got to see Carl Urban's face through the whole movie, and it was so great. And it all centered around on him breaking this new partner. And it's always a great kind of thing to put into a film because he's explaining things to her. She's asking questions. The movie's the exposition around. Yeah. And it's really well done. And they turn it next level. Did they keep some comedy in it? Uh, eh, Very little. Very little comedy. Uh, so it's this all takes place in Mega City. So it's a wasteland of people. And outside the... Uh, the city itself is rampant with crime, so they've given the the judges, who are the policemen, the ability to kind of arrest people, convict them, and execute them right on the street if need be. Mm-hmm. And Trump's your trying, I think Trump's trying to get that. Literally, I know. I think that's his, <laughs> his long game. <laughs> that's long-term <laughs> game plan. But uh, it's great. You get to see someone does something horrible, he'll execute them right on the street and everything. But the times are tough, and that's what happens. And there's all sorts of gangs and everything. So he's breaking in this new girl, and what's actually happening outside Mega City is like the wasteland, and they they went into that more in the uh, the Stallone Did one. They what's going on Detroit out there? Is a model. But we know that there's mutants around, and there's mutants that have been affected by the uh, kind of the war the wars that have been going around there. So you got people most. Of the mutants people will see are kind of they have a third leg or they have like what you would expect a mutant to be but this one girl that's his new partner has these great psychic abilities and working that into the plot really helped out and uh, there's a great uh, scene where you don't see her with the helmet on and they're about to go into this kind of crazy situation and he's like I forgot to mention I mention you should be wearing your helmet right now she's like it screws up with my telepathy and i can't use it and he's he's like i'm pretty sure a bullet would screw up with your telepathy more. <laughs> uh, but this all is centered around this one high-rise apartment you mm-hmm. know they they immediately get onto uh they leave the police station he's telling her kind of the spiel this is what's going to happen you'll fail if you don't do this if you don't do that yeah he's like, like he's like giving her a, an examination yeah, like this he's is like all, judging her yeah, depending on like how a, she like, reacts in this a, situation a, like a mental clipboard in his yeah. head of what's going on so yeah. if you fail this you're not going to become a judge yeah and, or you uh, might just die today or one you might or the die, other. yeah <laughs> but he he literally he shows her the computer and he's like pick pick uh there's always crime going on pick one right now and she just happens to say peach tree apartments complex there's uh, a triple murder that happens there and so we jump away from him for a little bit and we see what's going on at peach tree and it's this crazy like i think it's like 86 floors or something like that and on the top floor it's being run by this mobster named mama and it's it's lena headley or hetty who is uh, the main? She plays Cersei in the uh, Game of Thrones. The, okay, the yeah. head evil, evil woman who's yeah. horrible, horrible. Made him march through the streets. Uh, yeah, march through the streets naked, and uh, it. She is so incredibly evil in that movie, and or in that series. But she doesn't even come close to how insane uh, Mama is. She's very evil in this movie. Anyone mm. who's a fan of her in Game of Thrones, like, watch her in Dread. Cersei, man. but like dial it up. Uh, Dial it down, just what they do because oh, they dial it uh, down from being. They, they show her backstory during flashback at one point where they're 
Peachtree Plaza used to be run by like 16 gangs and she literally went floor to floor and had her people eliminate the gangs until she was the only one left Mm -hmm. and she was like this ex-prostitute that wouldn't take it anymore and she rose up to this crazy thing well there's a crazy drug going on at this point and it's a big OG no it's the uh, slow-mo the slow-mo drug where it looks like an asthma inhaler (coughs) but it slows everything down and Uh you're like going slow and they use it in effectively in the movie throughout well the first time they use it is uh her one of her main guys in the movie is uh avon barksdale uh i can't remember harris wood i think his name is he's really he's always avon Uh, avon is a good way to uh from the wire he was really good as the head drug dealer well he brings these three guys and they've already got them tied up and gagged to mama and he says and she's like what's up with these guys and he's like we uh we caught him doing some shady shit last week. We gave him a warning. Happened again. He's like, the, obviously, we're going to kill him. The question is, you want to make an example of him or not? And she's like, just nowhere. She's like, skin him, throw him over the top of the thing into the courtyard. Jesus. Like 86 floors down. And Barksdale's like, should we give him a shot of slow-mo first? Oh, fuck. And he's like, yeah. go. She's like, yeah, give him a oh, shot of slow-mo. God. So we see it. And there's great POV shots and everything of it going up against his mouth. And then you see them slowly falling, and it's a very slow scene. With no you, skin on? Then you cut down to did the... They, how'd uh, they show that? Uh, what's that? Yeah, they did they skin them? him? Yeah, yeah, they show shots of... Later on, they show oh, the, uh, the, the girl has telepathy, has images mm. of when they run into Barksdale, and she's like, this is him. He's the guy that killed him and skinned him. And they show quick shots. That's a pretty very convenient brutal. police... Uh, yeah, he was shocked. He yeah, was right. shocked because he even says to her later on, "I've seen some mutants. I've never seen any look like you before, though." Mm-hmm. And uh, but they they cut to the courtyard after they throw the bodies out, and you've got people all mingling about, and then boom, it's like a big slab of meat, that yeah. are like mm. red meat. And then another one falls, oh. and then the third one falls, and that's when it was alerted, and how dread came in there, and they have to investigate what happens. And basically, what they're doing is they're going floor to floor. And what happens is they get Barksdale. They, they end up grabbing him, and the psychic knows who he is. And Mama realizes that he just captured a one guy that's going to give them a lot of information. So she goes on like a speaker and says, there's two judges in the building. And uh, uh, first they shut it down. She has that guy from Ex Machina, you know, the, uh, the yep. ginger kid who's the son of Brendan Gleeson. Uh, Dom Haim Gleeson, I think is his name is. But he was in uh, Rogue One. No, he's in the other Star Wars movies as one of the Imperial Guards or something. But he's great in this. And they show a scene where she ends up kidnapping him and, like, removing his eyes and putting these computer, like, chips in his eyes and everything. And Damn. he's, like, the security guy for her. So... She, he actually calls the police station and gets this lockdown to happen. So the whole kind of uh, high rise is like steel doors that come down because uh, they, like have this, they have the uh, sandstorms yeah. <laughs> outside come into Mega City and they need to do the lockdown. So they've locked it down and she goes on to the uh, microphone and is like, there's two judges in the building yeah. and uh, one of my men... All three of them need to be killed, and then right from there it turns into your movie, The Raid, yeah, <laughs> which is basically the it's the same go- movie. Yeah, it really is, right. and it uh, and it is They're like bounty, just awesome, like just everyone in every floor they have to fight now, and you get to see all the great weapons. That he, he's got like a weapon he calls the Hot Shot, which just shoots and blows up like a flare in someone's mouth. He's got these silver balls that he rolls and becomes explosive, and he comes in all these great toys, man. Yeah. There's a really great scene where they bust into these uh, drug users' house, uh, sellers and users, but the users that just hit the slow mo and we're seeing it from hit, we're seeing it from their Whoa. point of view, 
And so they blow the door open, and the guys on the on the couch doing the slow mo are watching the bodies like ripple and like fall apart. And Dredd comes in and he's shooting, and the bullets are going so slow towards him and everything. And it's just crazy that it cuts from that, then cuts to fast, then cuts to the slow mo and the fast. It's just so cleverly done, man. But Mama, man, she's just she was probably one of the. I don't think she made our villain pod because I wasn't thinking of her, but uh, she totally should have made the villain pod, mm-hmm. man. She was evil because you saw this. You saw it with me. Over yeah, the house once. I, I don't remember just much once, of it, but yeah, but once. I remember. I remember as soon as we watched it, I was telling you that it was just like the rage. Yeah, it, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal action movie. If you're a fan of action, you're a fan of sci-fi, and just uh, and really, really good stuff, man. It, it was a uh, story that I think everyone who is a fan of the comic it, thought it was great. And from what I've heard, they're going to the last thing I heard. Heard Carl Urban said that they were pimping around a like twelve episode series called Mega City, and that was going to branch out. If HBO had bought that. Pfft, they would have been the next big thing. Hmm. Uh, so hopefully they're going to bring it to Hulu or they're going to bring it to Netflix or one of these great streaming places and they can actually give it its due. Because he said he's on. He, he's back on, man. And that's all they would... They don't need... It would be cool to see the uh, the mutant girl back in it, but as long as Carl Urban was on, they could just create that world and that universe is wide open, man. Really good stuff that they could work out into the uh, the wastelands and all the different judges and all the uh, different weapons. Because remember, the, the big thing was in the original one, and they actually brought it back for this one, is... Uh, only a judge could shoot a judge's gun. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only that is every time it's shot, the bullet is tagged with the judge's DNA. Right. So and that was kind of why they were con- they were able to screw over Stallone in the first one because it was actually Armand Asante's twin brother's DNA also, yeah. uh, which was clever. But there was a great scene where Barksdale uh, gets, gets the mutant's gun. And he's just like, you smiling now? You smiling now? Type of thing. Yeah. And boom, he shoots it, and his arm blows up from like the oh, the fuck. elbow yeah. down. It's Damn. just gone, and he's yeah. just looking at his hand. <laughs> yeah. and Apparently, the the Pitching. fact that the only judges can shoot the judges' gun is not kind of out there for people to know because right. he, he had no clue. <laughs> so good. Remember, there's a point where they had the Gatlin gun. At, on like floor 40 and they're just shooting across the courtyard at the oh, other side fuck. and it's taking out so much so that you're like man they could bring this building down if they're not careful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it was fun man and it yeah. worked all the way down to like the end the, the next day it all took place over like one day and uh, or like a 10 hour period so at the end you got to see what the review was for dread for the for the mutant partner and everything it was it was great yeah. fantastic film man. i remember it being like completely full of action being yep. really really good i just don't remember you know specific things about it because they could yeah. fuck it up a lot of people didn't like the stallone one i i love the stallone oh, one. i, I think it's it classic good. man yeah. it's really great yeah. and i anytime i could just see that universe it even just kind of the origin story of it I'm, I'm excited so and that was what was great about this they didn't do an origin story other than hey there's wastelands and this is all that's left this is the judge's Dumb. job and this is <laughs> yeah. Carl, and this is Carl Orban boom yeah. that's what they do here because we are they, you don't need to now it's you out don't. there I think fans are more and more get me to the meat yeah fans are more and more don't want to see an origin don't story don't do too many wink winks yeah tell it at the beginning tell it at the beginning in a scroll or yeah. have one character say it at the beginning and be done with it man yep. you don't need yep. to worry about all that shit if you have to tell it in back if you have, have to tell if some Leonard backstory Nimoy has there, to show up and describe <laughs> it <laughs> this is why I'm a Vulcan <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's action movies, man. Hell so, yes. Can't wait to this next decade. I'm sure it's going to be a whole uh, another kind of ball of wax, man. So, And I'm sure maybe some of these... I didn't do any 2018 movies on here. So when we do our... Uh, or 2019 movies. 
So when we do our 2019 uh, year in review, I'm yeah. sure your John Wood you, 3 will be oh, on there. Oh, it will definitely be on and, there for uh, sure. And Endgame will be on there. It we can already on there predict well. some of these yeah, 2019 you, you, movies. You know which ones I'm picking. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's some good ones coming up, man. I, hopefully, and we're a week away from Godzilla. We're two weeks away from X-Men uh, Dark Phoenix. It's just going to be an amazing year from here on out. So yeah. uh, I'm super excited, and my wallet is screaming already. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, leave us a like or a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes. It's where, we're, uh, it's where our stuff is playing at the moment. And we're also on Facebook. You can come on there and uh, leave us a comment or a like. We'd appreciate it. And if you want to get a hold of us, talk to us through email. It's uh, fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. All right. And we will be there. Sounds so. Awesome. Next week, next what are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to do one of our uh, director's pods. Yep. And, oh, okay. uh, the great. The great. Go ahead. Oliver, tell us. Oliver Stone. The great Oliver Stone, Dude. man. He's done some phenomenal, phenomenal movies back in the day, and uh, I know Justin's he's been doing. You said he's been doing uh, documentary shorts lately, right? He has a documentary series on Netflix. It's weird where directors go after their and, big uh, movies, and I, I love that he's. Found it's great. Something. He picks a bunch of stories, and I can't really remember. It sounds all. like it falls right into his wheelhouse, you know. In his wheelhouse, it, he's one of those guys that. He wants people to know the truth about something. Yeah. Mm. And, and he may o- not know all the truth himself, but he, he gives you a point of he view g- where a lot of the clues and, are pointing. And they were know? all great. There was like seven or eight of them, and I think you should. Yeah, be. I'll definitely have to check that out, too. But, yeah, we're going to go into like... Uh, Narcos first, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll go through like 12 or 15 of his movies, and uh, it'll be cool. And then the week after that, I think we're, uh, we might be doing high school films because... Uh, it's just wide open, man. I was thinking about it the other day, how many great high school flicks there are, comedies or dramas or uh, action. There's a whole bunch of ones in there that would be really great to use. Oh, man, one just came to me that, that I'm going to put in there <clears throat> that I have to bump something off my list. <laughs> All right, but that'll be next couple weeks, so come back and join us for sure. All right, yeah. till then, see ya. Peace. Bye. You're going to be fine, baby doll.